Ireland wants former managers to be held to account after failings in the cancer appointment system at Watford General Hospital. Two cancer patients died after problems with the system at the West Hearts NHS Trust, which meant hundreds of cancer patients who didn't attend a first appointment weren't offered a second one. An independent report published yesterday concluded there were problems with the IT system. Mike Penning wants people brought to account. The people that created this debacle, the management team that were there, which are no longer there, still a lot of them working in the NHS and we need to bring them to account. British scientists say they've made progress in developing a blood test to predict the onset of Alzheimer's disease. They say monitoring key proteins in people whose memories are beginning to fail could enable the disease to be identified earlier. The government's being urged to make the pursuit of happiness an explicit and measurable goal. The call comes in a new report from the Liberal think tank, the Centre Forum Mental Health Commission. More from Catherine Boyle. This new study's been led by Paul Burstow MP in collaboration with charities such as Mind, Rethink and Turning Point as well as the outgoing president of the Royal College of Psychologists. It concludes that the annual £105 billion cost of mental illness in the UK can only be reduced by greater investment in primary care, enabling GPs and clinics to be better equipped to diagnose and treat mental health problems before other authorities have to be brought in to deal with the consequences. The MP for Stevenage says building 16,000 homes without widening the A1M will be a disaster for the area. Stephen McPartland boycotted a government announcement about funding for the new homes because it didn't include plans for the motorway. All that will happen is they'll build the houses and then they'll say, well, the houses are there now, there's no room for the A1M to be widened. An erotic guide to adult services in beds, hearts and bucks has been published. The book includes details and reviews of over 800 massage parlours, escort agencies and erotic party operations. In sport, Watford have re-signed Hungarian international midfielder Daniel Tozier on a two-year loan deal from his new Italian club Parma and the first World Cup semi-final takes place tonight as hosts Brazil face Germany. The weather sunny spells but with thundery showers later a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a great community. A lot of green spaces for kids to play. And all this week we're featuring Fishermead. I like it when I see people looking after it, see them develop in the parks for the little ones. It's all about where you live. I've lived in Fishermead since 79. Yeah, the community spirit's good and alive and kicking. There's a lot of good people here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> well, I'm having fun already. We've not even started. Morning, this is Ian Lee and this is Catherine Boyle. You right, Kath? Yeah, fine, thanks very much. Uh, this is called Bullying in the Workplace, B-I-T-W. There's going to be a lot of it today. I'm in that kind of mood. Is that all right with you, Kath? <laughs> Lots to talk about this morning. It could be a little bit raunchy. I'll try and handle it as sensitively as I can. The pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of prostitutes. And the pursuit of a higher spiritual plane. Man alive. That's a philosophy for life, isn't it? Oh, and I've got a new person, new, new type of people that I hate. 
I'll tell you who they are in a little bit. I'll give you a clue. Starts with the letter M. What's your beef? I'm looking at him. <laughs> oh! I'm looking at him. Oh, she's, don't hit! Don't come in and hit me. You, you, don't, don't do that. If you want to take part in the show, I'll be honest. I don't think. Oh no! The only phone call we had yesterday was from Ray and Houghton Regis. Right at the end, I enjoyed the argument with Ray. He didn't think that a UKIP um, leaflet might be a little bit biased. Yeah, that was Pat. A Pat? Who's Ray? That's not true. Ray didn't ring. He doesn't call anymore. We had Leslie. Yeah, we did. Talk about the animals. And um, we had Richard in Winslow telling us that joke. <laughs> <laughs> and we had Steve in Dunstable. Okay, we didn't have any good calls yesterday at all. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's lay it on the table, shall we? Shall I lay it on the table? Can you stop? I think you should. Okay, in a second, let me finish this, then I'll lay it on the table. So let's get good calls today, please. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Oh, hang on. Beds, hearts, and bugs. What did I say this to you? Is BBC you? Counties Radio? What did I just say? I'll tell you what you just said to me, Kelly Betts. You just said... Oh, dear. And I didn't have an answer to that question. I've got a question. Yes! (laughs) What? A musical one. I don't get it. It's this question... Say it We're then. skipping ropes. Can you do the double dutch? No. Well, maybe if you listen to this, you might. What? You're getting higher and higher. <laughs> Please press the button. Oh, sorry. Here come the helicopters. New York City, don't they just start again? 
Democratic Party operations. Erotic Party operations. Erotic Party operations. Erotic Party Operations. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give me a call, 08459 455 555. Now, a new report is calling on government to take children's mental health more seriously. Liberal think tank Centre Forum has been working with charities like Mind, Rethink and Turning Point, as well as professionals from the NHS and Royal College of Psychiatrists, and has concluded that better investment in childhood could save the economy in the long run, which is why the group is telling the Coalition they need to make the pursuit of happiness a priority. Well, I'm joined now by Stephen Lee, Chief Executive of the Centre Forum. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Ian. Stephen, you you call it happiness, but what you're talking about is is mental balance. Is, Is the term happiness not a little bit confusing? It might be a little bit confusing, but I think what we really wanted to do was to try and find a way to break through some of the jargon. Uh, That's particularly important when you're dealing with young people, when you're dealing with vulnerable people, uh, and you're trying to access those people to get them to get the care that they need that will bring them, hopefully, to recovery. Too much of our mental health in the past has not been about bringing people to recovery through mutual support, through self-care. A lot of these things exist, uh, but people simply don't access them. You know, eight times uh, more people are likely to feel that they have conflict in their family, that they've been bullied as much as five times more when when they get into these situations uh, of mental illness. So it's very important that we can access these people in using, using language that, that they understand their terms. Give, give me some of the main findings, Stephen. Well, I think some of the key things that, that we found, particularly with respect to young people, is that at the moment there's still a huge amount of stigma against mental illness in this country. Um, over 78% of people in our call to evidence reported that they were feeling, in some sense, prejudiced against or unable to talk about their feelings of mental illness, either in school or in the workplace. We found really quite a stark level of lack of knowledge amongst teachers, for example, in terms of both what was available to help people who are experiencing mental health problems, but also um, trying to identify those problems at an early stage. And all the evidence that we saw showed that if you intervene early, if you catch these issues at their early stages, people can and will come to to recovery. And that has to be the best way forward. Do the young people who are struggling want recovery? Because I remember years and years ago when I was at school, and you know, there were things going on, and I was, my parents and my teachers were trying to get get me to see a counsellor. I was like, oh, get stuffed. I don't want any of that. Looking back, of course I should have embraced it with open arms. But quite often young people don't recognise 
that they're perhaps struggling and that, that pe- others could help them. Well, I think you're exactly right. I think, and of course, one of the dilemmas then, uh, and I think, you know, many of us, I have a teenage daughter myself, many of us know that the worst thing that you can say to a teenager is, you must do this. Yeah. It's good for you to do that. And yet we know that people who are experiencing, young people experiencing mental health issues, that's not necessarily chronic illness, this is mental health issues, are 41% more likely to smoke. They're 24% more likely to drink alcohol um, more um, fully. They're 49% uh, more likely to use cannabis at least once a month. So we know that these people also, you know, self-harming now is becoming a much more significant issue in our schools amongst young people. So we know that if we don't intervene, if we can't find a way to intervene, people's mental health will have important physical impacts on their health as well. And, and the crucial thing here, I think you hit the nail on the head, the crucial thing is not to tell them what they should do, but to demonstrate to them the positive outcomes of gaining support and then providing that support in schools, in local communities, in a way that they feel they would want to access it. Finally, Stephen, the report talks about the pursuit of happiness as a clear and measurable goal of government. How do you measure happiness? Well, it's not easy, it has to be said. I mean, there is, of course, a whole country, Brunei, which um, links its GDP to happiness, and we're in no sense saying we should go that far. Um, But it's really around issues here of what's called self-reported happiness. So it's a sense of well-being. It's a sense of feeling positive, having life satisfaction, feeling that you're worthwhile. Now, there are measures available by which we can actually do this very, very accurately. And the government have them in place. What we're saying is they must do much more to action them in practice. Stephen, thanks for getting up at this ridiculous time of the morning to talk to us. Stephen Lee, Chief Executive of the Centre Forum. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news... Oh, that was... (laughs) You know you, you. Let's... Oh, no. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, dear. Go on. I'll introduce you. <laughs> so it's a rather Let's quiet get, start. I just said I'd introduce you, Nicola. That's now actually... Stop being fun. It's now a little bit rude. I, I did say I would... Uh, you do it. Go on. Shall we? Shall I? So it's the travel news of Nicola Richards. <laughs> So this morning, looking rather good actually, not seeing any major problems or delays. The M1 at Luton Spur expecting delays between the Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport as those major roadworks continue. Also on the M25 between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 the M11, often causing delays there because of the roadworks. So far on the trains, there's no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Great rehearsal Nicola, we'll do a real one in 15. Right, it's 6.17 or thereabouts. It's Tuesday, it's the 8th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Vauxhall is to create 250 new jobs at Luton with a further 300 at the Ellesmere Port plant in Cheshire. British scientists say they've made progress in developing a blood test to predict the onset of Alzheimer's disease. And a new report is calling on government to take children's mental health more seriously. Liberal think tank Centre Forum has been working with charities like Mind, Rethink and Turning Point, as well as professionals, professionals from the NHS. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ellesmere Port. 
BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. People are lovely. There's a lot of people who have lived here a long, long time. We are up and coming and hopefully getting more and more friendly. And all this week we're featuring Fishermead. Community spirit's good and alive and kicking. We've got our community garden here that's flourishing. Inviting everyone to where you live. Friendly estate where people care about each other. Yeah, I've got a good community and they all look, look after each other. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. It's my home at the end of the day and if I move, I'll be back. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I love fish and meat. From BBC Three Counties Radio. Erotic party operations. Hang on a minute, Ollie Moores has just hijacked Adam and the Ants. Whoa, whoa. Adam, are you going to take that line down? Oh, balls, now the blooming traps will oh, flip. Carry on, no one noticed. I, don't, I think everyone would have noticed that. What did I say to you at the beginning of today's show? Get your hands off me. Yeah, but what did I say after that? Go on, put them back on, just for a second, don't tell Mum. And then after that? Don't mess the show up. Yep. Right. Press stop. But will you put the other things in the yes, right order? Because you course. don't always. Um, it's your job, but whatever. Press, now press play. You're welcome. Sorry.
featuring uh, certainly a lot of whistling in that. Lots of whistling in that song, wasn't there, Richard? Lovely, wonderful, yes. Come out, Richard. Are you in a box? Why, why am I in a box? No. Well, you tell me you're in a box, Richard. I've got a few years left, yeah. Unfortunately for uh, fans of good phone-in radio, yes, you do. Thank you. Well, that may not be the case when I go in for my next operation. But, well, by, by the way, yeah. yesterday's phone call got you a yellow card. What for? Uh, because it was utter, utter guff. One of the worst phone calls. You loved it. It was one of the worst phone calls I've ever taken in ten years of doing phone in radio. Well, how could I redeem myself? Well, do it by doing a good call today. Are you phoning up with just another rubbish joke? No, no, Barry's and Thor. Well, I was asked to do an impression of a famous singer. Mm, okay. Elvis Pretzel. Well, I'll, oh. I, if you like to redeem myself, I'll do a, oh. I, I, I'll do a quick renditioning of, um, oh. of of Elvis Presley, one of his one of his songs. What's your favourite Elvis song? I wish someone would rendition you. Uh, my favourite <laughs> Elvis song is Suspicious Minds. No, 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 far too difficult. What about Are You Lonesome Tonight? Oh, yeah, oh, that's one of my least favourite. But yes, continue. Here we go then. After four. <laughs> one, two. Are you lonesome tonight? Flipping it. What on earth is, is going on? What earth is going on? The show's not even started. And uh, we're already struggling. Right, now, we don't tend to do stories about guidebooks on this show. We get sent loads of them. But guess what, guys? I'm not interested. I'm not interested in rambling or um, burial grounds of ancient Vikings or cars from the 1850s. Doesn't float my boat. Well, neither does this thing, he said, trying to dig himself out of uh, an actual hole. Again, that's an inappropriate turn of phrase. Justin, I'm struggling here. Mm, you are, big time. And I notice you're, not, ste- it, though, you're yeah. not stepping in to help me, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. You carry on. Let me continue. George McCoy is um, a gentleman, some would say, he's coming on the show later on, mm. who's been travelling the southeast of England to bring you the very best of... <clears throat> Massage parlours, escort agencies, and... Erotic party operations. Yeah, so exactly. Well, Justin Dealey, you um, have uh, been looking into this... Yes. Have you? Yeah, no, I have, seriously. I don't know. The thing is, he's he's written books about this. This guy's quite famous. I remember seeing a documentary, and he's quite an old bloke, and he's got a little cloth cap, and he wears like a, you know... He he dresses like your northern granddad, basically. Mm. And he goes round, and he looks at at massage parlours and escorts... And he reviews them. Yes. I think the actual act of putting it into a book is slightly old-fashioned because I've been told a lot of this information is available freely on Tinternet. Exactly. Now, how can I put this? Um, I think if you had the urge, um, I don't think you'd be going out to, to buy a book uh, and then acting on that urge, would you? I think you'd probably go on the internet, find yep. out what was going on locally and, and go from there, wouldn't you, surely? By, by the time you'd got to Waterstones or it had been delivered from <laughs> Amazon, uh, then you're right, that urge may certainly have subsided mm. slightly. So later, you're going to be talking to the author. Now, yep. we've spoken to him yesterday briefly and he tells us that, that in this new book, Luton gets a mention, oh, yeah. also High Wycombe gets a mention, oh. Nelson Keynes gets a mention and St Albans as well. No, 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 
Not not St Albans, Justin. St yes. Albans. No, no, no. St Albans is a well-to-do, fancy place. Mm. Yes, exactly. Oh. Which means that uh, there's a number of them which are discreet. Let's say oh. discreet massage parlours here in St Albans. They're mm. going to mention in the book. I am live in St Albans this morning, and we've got some very interesting reaction from the people here who are quite shocked, and and also from some people who are let's just say quite excited uh, about this prospect. You will hear that reaction after seven. The thing is, just mm. right. When I first heard this, oh, disgusting. But then, y- yay, morning. Hey, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, sir. Uh, but then you kind of think, right, if I wanted to go out for uh, a nice meal, if I wanted to go to a fish restaurant or something, then I'd get a book that would tell me, or that, that you know, there are books available, or, or websites available that, that tell me which, what's a good fish restaurant, what's a good curry house, what's not a very nice Chinese. Yeah. If I want to buy... If I want to go for a ride in a car, buy a new car, there are books and guides that tell you what a good car... TripAdvisor yep. for holidays. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is just the same kind of thing. If, you're gonna, if someone's going to spend their hard-earned money on a, a, a moment's fleeting pleasure then they want to know they're going to get good value for money, don't they? I totally agree. And let me just say this right now. It's not for me personally, but clearly there is a market for this. Any town you go to across the UK, I'm sure it's going on. And you're right. If somebody wants to get, let's say, the best possible service, just like anything else, you maybe go and buy a book on that particular service so you know exactly where to go and the prices you can expect to pay. So, and anybody who's got a problem with this, well, quite simply, don't buy the book. Yeah. Or, or, or listen to this show for the, for the next three hours. <laughs> exactly. Justin, whereabouts are you going to be in St Albans? I'm uh, live on the high street here in St Albans, getting reaction for, what, the next 15 minutes or so. I'm live in the branded radio car, BBC Three Counties Radio. Come and see me, have your opinion, and you shall hear those opinions after seven live on your programme. And just to clarify, Justin, you're not actually performing any services this morning, are you, apart from recording people's thoughts? Yes, not today. I'm working today, but uh, later on, different story. Later on, you'll be working. OK, Justin, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> There can't be anybody, anybody listening to this who thinks that that book's a bad idea. Uh, We all know this stuff goes on, right? Who knows? It may even be going on uh, above the greasy spoon you have your breakfast in every day. Who knows? Might be going on next door. You You just don't know. So if there's a book... This is all over the internet anyway. But if there's a book that tells you what's good, what's not so good, where you're going to get good value for money, where pensioners might get a discount... That happens, apparently, I think... Then that makes sense, doesn't it? But you don't want people wasting their hard-earned money by going to someone who's not committed. 08459 455 555. A book detailing and reviewing adult services. It's got to be a good idea, isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel... (laughs) Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Right. Okay. Here we go. The the the. the, um... Let's get right. You. This is utter. Right. You do it. Okay. The um, after I've introduced you. Oh. I'm too excited. I know. I know. Story of my life. Right. Overwhelmed. Of course you would be. Um, <laughs> you would be. You wouldn't get this kind of professionalism with James. Wake up with the whale. What a ridiculous. Anyway, it's not, not my business. Oh no, we're back to that. We're back to <laughs> the beef I've got with whale. Next time you speak to whale, tell him I've got beef with him and I want to sort it out mano a mano. Anyway, that's irrelevant. <laughs> we're really late for the news now, Nicola. That's your fault. We're going to oh, put no. that down. Where's my logbook on? Where's my travel logbook? Hang on. 
Quite uh, it sounds like a big book. Yeah, hang on. R for Richards. Right, um, messed up two bulletins in the show. OK, right, away you go. So the M25 heading anti-clockwise is a lane closed at the moment because of an accident between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley, so looking very slow on camera at the moment. So far, the M1 moving well, expecting delays between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport as those major roadworks continue there. So far on public transport, there's no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Vauxhall is to create 250 new jobs at Luton with a further 300 at the Ellesmere Port Plant in Cheshire. The company says it will be their first significant new recruitment programme in a decade. British scientists say they've made progress in developing a blood test to predict the onset of Alzheimer's disease. The MP for Hemel Hempstead wants former managers to be held to account after failings in the cancer appointment system at Watford General Hospital. And a new report's calling on government to take children's mental health more seriously it concludes that better investment in childhood could save the economy in the long run. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford have re-signed Hungarian international midfielder Daniel Tozier on a two-year loan deal from his new Italian club Parma. The 29-year-old returns to Vicarage Road after a successful loan spell last season, which saw him start each of the Hornets' last 20 championship games. Meanwhile, Watford play the second game on the pre-season trip to Austria this evening. The first World Cup semi-final takes place tonight as host Brazil face Germany. It's a nine o'clock kick-off our time. Brazil are without injured star player Neymar and suspended captain Thiago Silver. The Tour de France cyclists return to France today for stage four of the race after two days in Yorkshire and yesterday's Cambridge to London stage. Team Sky boss Sir Dave Brailsford says the Tour's British experiment has been incredible. Beyond our wildest dreams, I think it's, uh, it's fair to say. Um, you know, we had some expectation about how it might be, how it might play out and, and what would happen, but in reality it's beyond anything that we could have imagined. So uh, it, it just reminds you how funny and what a great sense of humour we have in Britain. Uh, because there were so many little things that people had done, just witty, you know, and made me chuckle as I was going around. And, and I think that's uh, that's a source of great pride, that, that little bit of humour mixed in with it all. Marathon world record holder Paula Radcliffe will make her comeback at the Worcester City 10K in September. The 40-year-old Bedford athlete has not run competitively since foot surgery in 2012 and is planning to finish her career at next year's London Marathon. And in Cricket's Minor Counties Championship at Harpenden, Norfolk are 173 for three in their second innings and lead Hertfordshire by 96 runs. Bedfordshire are 144 for four in their second innings away to Cumberland. That's a lead of 19 and Buckinghamshire are 55 for two in their second innings away to Suffolk. They trail by 73. It's the final day in those matches today. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 7. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Pedos, 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 pedos are everywhere if you believe the newspapers for the last couple of days. They are everywhere. The thing is, it is going to be a summer, and I say this, uh, this is a clumsy way of saying it, but, but I, I mean it, it, it sincerely. It's going to be a summer of paedophiles, isn't it? Yeah. With this in, investigation into the House of Commons and the, let's be honest, guys, it, they didn't lose those files. That's a cover-up. 
They'd done a cover-up. Um, and then we, they didn't want to do an investigation, and now they're kind of doing one in a begrudging... Yeah, and they're doing a begrudging investigation. Uh, it's going to be a summer of paedophilia, really. Not the best, not the best thing for for a, a party, I'll tell you. But it's going to be it's going to be everywhere, isn't it? It's going to be everywhere. It is. Um, I've not heard any of. Let's can, can we guess what names are on that lost file? Let's not. I, oh, that's disappointing. I thought we'd that be that could be a fun phone in there. Let's okay. let's not guess. What you got, Caff? Well, uh, a, a number of things. Uh, apparently, a tattoo is taboo once you're thirty-two. I don't know whether it is. I think mm. they just made that. Oh, that sounds like one of my menus. That's to a be haiku. Honest. For some, any age is the wrong age to get a tattoo. But for those thinking of getting one, I'd better do it before they turn 32, according to a survey. Like we all look at surveys when we're thinking about scarring ourselves for life with a tattoo. Surveys. The poll revealed the ages when it becomes embarrassing to do things usually associated with young people. Oh, here we go, Ian. What? Even the Prime Minister's wife, Samantha... Samantha Mumba? Samantha Cameron, 43, has a tattoo. A small dolphin on her... Yes, she has got a small dolphin. Why? Because it was the early 90s. You can date people by the design they chose. He's not married to Samantha Mumba, is he? Samantha Cameron. Wow. Where's Shola Ammer these days? I don't know, but she's not around enough. I thought she was very good. Uh, Other offences include wearing a baseball cap if you're older than 32 and ending emails or texts to strangers with a kiss. That's what I do. To strangers. Well, what's your definition of a stranger? Someone you don't know? Um, you're showbiz though. Showbiz, isn't it? Yeah. I'm. I'm. Um, yes. I'm showbiz. He also ends phone calls to strangers with "love you." Yeah. I also. End, you're wonderful. I also send paper reviews with people I know with that. Oh. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and how many scooters became the scourge of our? Oh, streets? you're doing two in a row. Well, I thought you. Were, what? No. Um, why not? Why not? But people don't get to hear enough of you on the radio. <laughs> That's a joke. There was. Who was the fellow yesterday on Twitter? Having a right old go at me. Show was uh, really amateurish. This car crash radio this morning, Ian. I had to switch over to Hart. Well, hang on a minute. First of all, um, that was... What was his name? You know his name. Don't know his name. I cl- I ch- you gave me the J, didn't it? I don't know. Anyway, if Hart really is a better option, you don't deserve to be listening to this. So um, bye. No, 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 no. Hang on a minute. No, no, no. He's, he's no, 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 no. He's upset me. No, 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 no. I no, thought no, he was no. a mate. No, 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 no. So I then checked the rest of his uh, Twitter feed, and, and, and yes, he'd got a very high score on Do You Know Your 90s Football Managers. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like Friday Show either. Then I checked the rest of his tweets. He only likes the show when you're on it. He loves you. He oh. totally loves you. Anyway, go on, Scooters. Scooters. Apparently, um, Antonia Hoyle in the Life section, um, which is the not news section, of the Daily Mail, says how many scooters became the scourge of our streets. Hoyle, get knotted. They are a very, very handy way of getting small people to move faster. Come on, guys. They're little scooters. I had a, I had a scooter in the 70s. Did you? Yeah, a metal one. I had one with a rabbit's face on. There you go, you see. But it wasn't as fast as this one. These mini scooters are very, very fast indeed. They've actually banned them from the school playground, Mariah. And they've got a special scooter, like a scooter park. Scooter rack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's brilliant. Because they can take your ankles out. Hey, I know what. I know what. Um, Antonia Hoyle. Um, There's apparently an obesity crisis. So let's, I know, let's stop kids being active and doing exercise, shall we, by getting rid of their scooters. Jog on, love. Although I am slightly concerned that my kids are going to have one leg that's slightly emaciated and one that's like Popeye. That that will happen. They, they and and my youngest, um, he, he won't. I have to push him. So he yeah, my youngest, there. I do as well. My oh, youngest it takes forever. Otherwise, Kelly, my youngest last night, he's really making me laugh. Yesterday, he's been very funny. Aww. And um, I was putting him to bed. I drove them around for an hour and a quarter, hoping I could avoid bath time. The youngest didn't fall asleep. He didn't get a bath anyway. He stinks now. And he's in bed. Uh, he's in bed. I'm trying to get him to lie down. And he's, uh, I said, "Do you want some milk?" No. 
You want some water? Do you want some milk? Mm. Right now. I mean, you're eating something, you know? I've not fed him for, like, days. <laughs> I said, what, what What you got in your mouth? What are you eating? Stare. <laughs> and what? I said, say that, what, what have you got? What are you eating? Stare. <laughs> I said, have, have, have a look in your mouth. He opened it. Fair play, he had a bit of stare in there. He had some stare. You know, Carpet st- off the stair. You know stairs? He had a bit of stare in his mouth. And I've noticed he walks, as he climbs up the stairs, the wooden hill to Bedfordshire, he crawls up and he takes a bite of each <laughs> stair. That's nuts, isn't it? Cute kids are mental. But what's he getting? Just carpet? Yeah, like a big, thick bit, bit of carpet. And he's just... Stare. What have you got in your mouth? Stare, Daddy. He had stare in his mouth. I would prefer that to my um, youngest snack of choice. Yeah. Which she farms from her own um, nostrils. Pick us a winner. It's horrible. Yeah. Now, Pick I us a winner. I don't do that kind of girls. <laughs> Let young ladies don't do that. But what I do say to her is princesses don't do that in front of anyone else. I'll let them get on with it. Oh, no, it's horrible. Nah. And do you know what she does? With relish. Pulls a finger out, almost makes a pop. Oh, really? And pops it in her mouth. And does that. I've never... In your face, Mum. This is disgusting. Or rather, in mine. And the critics who hate this show are going to hate us even more. I've never eaten a bogey. Kels? Good. Can I have one of yours? You're you're not supposed to. No. I've never done it. Kelly's not saying she hasn't. Pick and flick. No, I've never done that. Oh, come on. No. We all think it's disgusting. So the people I hate now... I have a huge gag reflex when it comes to bogeys. Okay. The people I hate now, right, and it begins with M. Who can guess? Mums. Morons. No, it's men who, right. when you're at the petrol station paying, they wave a £20 note in front of you. So I'm there paying. This happened this morning. I'm there paying with my car. What's that? What, what, what are they doing that for? Well, if you let me finish, Catherine, then maybe you'll understand. I'm um, pretending that I'm interested. Go on, carry on. So I'm stood there paying. Yeah. And he's put yeah. in exact... That's very nice. Sorry? He's putting exactly £20, right? Mm. So he thinks he can usurp the queue by stepping in front of everyone, waving £20 under Sonny's face. That was the name of the fella today. I took note. Because I asked him to make me coffee. They wouldn't let me in, so he made me a coffee. Can't get a large one in that slot. It can only be a regular. Oh, he... just one selfish coffee. Well, I, I got it you from... You bought coffee? Yes. For yourself? It was miles away. I would have drunk yours by the time I'd got in. He... I hate men who push in front of me at queues in petrol stations. No, No, you hate that man. No, I hate... Lots of men do it. Do they? I've never had that. I've never had that. Right, Okay. thank you. There we go. Hmm? Have you... This I'm talking to you now, dear listener. Have you been stood in the petrol queue... They've switched off ages ago. I know. Have you... Jamie. Jamie's gone. It was Jamie. Jamie can... um, Right. Have you been in a queue in a petrol station and someone has pushed in front of you waving a £20 note and just handed them the exact change they don't even want the receipt? Has that happened to you? It happens to me. I would say... Every time I'm queuing up in a petrol station. Is it every time you're queuing up in the petrol station with that man? No, that, I've never seen that man before. I don't know who that man is. Every time I'm in a petrol station, someone will push in front of me, wave a £20 note, and then walk out. I am being served at that time. What you're doing is disrespectful. And why is no one even listening to me? Are you still talking? Hi there, nice to be with you. Happy you could stick around. Like to introduce Legs Larry Smith. Drums. And Sam Spoon's Rhythm Pole. And Vern Dudley Bohey Noel Bass Guitar. And Neil Innes Piano. Come in, Rodney Slater on the saxophone. 
with Roger Ruskin's bear on tenor sax. Hi, Vivian Stanchel, trumpet. Big hello to Big John Wayne, xylophone. And Robert Morley, guitar. Billy Butlin, spoons. And looking very relaxed, Adolf Hitler on vibes. Nice. Princess Anne on sousaphone. Introducing Liberace clarinet. With Garner Ted Armstrong on vocals. Lord Snooty and his pals tap dancing. In the groove with Harold Wilson violin. Franklin McCormack on harmonica. Over there, Eric Clapton, ukulele. Hi, Eric. On my left, Sir Kenneth Park, bass sax. Great honor, sir. Especially flown in for us, a Sessions Gorilla on Box Humana. Nice to see Incredible Shrinking Man on Euphonium. Drop out with Peter Scott on Duck Call. Hearing from you later, Casanova on Horn. Yeah, digging General De Gaulle on accordion. Really wild, General. Thank you, sir. Roy Rogers on Trigger. Tune in Wild Man of Borneo on Bongos. Count Basie Orchestra on Triangle. Thank you. Great to hear the Rawlinsons on trombone. Back from his recent operation, Dan Drop, hot. And representing the flower people, Quasimodo on bells. Wonderful to hear Brainiac on banjo. We welcome Baldunicum as himself. Very appealing, Max Jaffer. Mmm, that's nice, Max. What a team, Zebra Kid and Horace Bachelor on percussion. And a great favorite and a wonderful performer, all of us here, J. Arthur Rank on Gong. You right, Kels? Hmm? You right? What just happened? <laughs> he introduced the band. Yeah, but you know when he was introducing them in, yeah. in the great way that he was, he would say, like, such and such on bongos. That's, and yeah, then, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. and then you would hear a little bit of bongo, but then yeah. the bongo wouldn't stay and play throughout the rest of the song. Okay, is that your only beef with Wound that? Wound me up a bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> because he's just introducing them, and then that, that's it, their bit's done, and... It just Don't. felt like a lot of effort. Why didn't they, the, the bongos continue to play? Do you know what? I'm having a bonzo dog doodah band day today, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm go- Sorry? Hmm? I'll tell you what you need to relax you. Shall I tell you? What? Erotic party operations. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 Luton Spur building up in patches on the sensors at the moment between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport as those major roadworks continue there. The M25 heading anti-clockwise as a lane closed at the moment between Junction 21 the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley as due to an accident that happened a little earlier this morning. Rather slow moving on the Barnet Bypass at the moment heading southbound between Stirling Corner and the Watford Bypass. So far on the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
6.46, it's Tuesday the 8th of July, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Vauxhall is to create 250 new jobs at Luton, with a further 300 at the Ellesmere Port plant in Cheshire. British scientists say they've made progress in developing a blood test to predict the onset of Alzheimer's disease. And a new report's calling on the government to take children's mental health more seriously. Here's the thing, Catherine. Yes. Break that yawn. Would you want to know if you're going to get Alzheimer's disease? What can they do? Well, can't they just start treating it earlier? I suppose they can. I suppose they can give you drugs to kind of slow it down a bit. But does it make that, that much of a difference in the treatment thereof? Good question. Thanks very much. That's what I did. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. Hello, good morning to you. We've got uh, a dry start this morning across all three counties, but some slow-moving, possibly uh, torrential showers to develop through this afternoon. They are scattered. Some places will avoid them. If you catch one, though, it will be slow-moving. Could last for quite some time, and we could see a lot of rain from them. Uh, They'll be with us right the way through this afternoon and clearing away through the evening. And then as we go through the evening, we dry out. A dry start to tomorrow across the three counties. We'll see cloud increasing later in the afternoon. And that will try and bring us a little bit of rain as we go into the early hours of Thursday. That should clear away and then things warming up by Friday. In the meantime, temperatures today around 21 Celsius between the showers. I'm Sarah Thornton with your weather. Thanks, dude. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they start introducing American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Land on the borderline. Right, so, this is the thing, OK? Give me a call if you've ever been stood in a petrol station queue and someone has kind of stepped in front and handed the uh, operator £20 cash because that's exactly what they've paid. That has happened to me, I would say, almost every time I've been in, a, in a, an SO, a Shell, a Texaco... Any of those. I, I've never had it happen. It happens all the time. And I, I do just, like to pay at pump, though. Maybe that's why. I, I never pay at pump. I, I paid at pump and uh, had my uh, card cloned, but I'm still doing it. I, I've never paid at pump. Because I always want to get a little bit extra. I want to get a bit more bang for my buck. See, you annoy me because I've paid at pump and I'm sitting there waiting behind your car that's not moving because you're doing your shopping. I didn't think you could still pay at pump. You can. Where? In various outlets. Most places you can't pay at pump. Asda, Tesco's. I want not pay at pump. I want to go and get a Costa from the machine <gasps> or a Sandwichi. Yeah, you think you're living the um, Riviera lifestyle. I'm living the Vida Loca, isn't it? I'm totally. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there pretending I'm not bothered when I am. Well, don't, don't bother. Mm. You shouldn't pay at pump. Also, if you're paying at pump at Asda, you could, there's plenty of room to drive around, so that's your beef. Yeah. Y- yeah. Kelly, how many phone calls have we had from people saying that when they don't pay at pump and they go into shop... <laughs> that people push in front of them in the queue with the exact money. I'm just going to have, have a quick check. Bear with me. Let me just get into my caller files. Caller of today. Uh, it's empty. Well, you deleted it. No, there's just no one bothered. Well, that's OK. Well, maybe the phones are broken then. The they phones all pay at pump. No one pays at pump. Everyone pays at pump now. You'd have to be mad not to. I never well, understand I it. Pay at pump. Unless you've got a, a, a fuel card. Kelly don't pay at pump. Why not? I just go in there. It's technology. You don't have, need to talk to anyone. Have a nice chat with the lady. I like talking to... I don't. The reason I go... I, I don't... What do you say to him? Number three, please. Yeah. No, I don't need says, a receipt. Thanks very much. She says, oh, I like your bracelets. And I say, thanks. I like your teeth. I have a VAT receipt. Can you get that pump? I don't think so. Yeah, you can. Get a receipt. I, um, the, one of the, run out of money. One of the many reasons... Paper. I'm holding the talking pillow. One of the many reasons I go and pay, uh, don't pay at pump is because I, in the petrol station I used to use, a woman whose name was an anagram of vagina, it was Vaniga, um, had an extra finger. Now, you pay at pump, you don't get to see that. It's true, she had an extra finger. And her, her name was Vaniga. That's the best part of this story. Thank you very much. Been a bit. Two things. Okay. First thing, could you call in? Pay at pump. Could you call in um, if you don't pay at pump, and someone pushes in front of you? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. And secondly, I'm not sure if the phones are working. So, could you call in? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Hey, you like cats? The musical? Yeah. Rum Tum Tugger is about to become a rapper. I know! I heard this on... I don't like Cats the Musical, by yeah, the way. Do. I don't. He loves them. I've never seen it. He loves cats. He was on... Um, it was embarrassing. Uh, Lloyd Webber was on Radio 4 last night on Front Row. Uh, yeah, and since I've been on Radio 4, I listen to it a lot. I'm dead posh, me. How many phone calls, Kels? None. OK. The phone's must be broken. And he was talking about how he's, they're, they're going to put on Cats again. It ran for 21 years from 1981. You do the math. Uh, and Rum Tum Tugger, he said, I've always, uh, I've always wanted to uh, rewrite Rum Tum Tugger. So uh, I'm going to make him... He's, he's a bit of an old faded rock star now, so I'm going to make him conte- so contemporary, it'll be out of date by the time we put it on. I thought, oh, you're going to do rap, aren't you? Oh, he's going to no. do rap, isn't he? Hello, three... Ca- oh, no. Sorry. He's going to do rap, isn't he? Practicing. He's going to do rap. He's an old, um, rich, old lord, sir, man. He's, he's, he thinks that rap is still in, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? And you know what the rap will be. I don't know the words, but I know the tune. Rum Tum Tugger. My name is... No. 
My name is Rum Tum Tugger. I'm a beard. It's a tricky one to exactly. rhyme, isn't it? Exactly. Good luck with that. It's so, a tricky one Lloyd to Webber. To, it's a tricky one to rhyme. The old Rum Tum Tugger. If you've got a, an idea of a rhyme for Rum Tum Tugger, oh eight four five nine. I don't think the phones are working. <laughs> don't cry. Please don't cry, seriously, because that, I just, if I'm in the presence of a woman crying, I um, get really inappropriate. Oh. No, uh, what I mean is, I just have no idea what to say. Oh, okay. And you I don't have to up... say anything, I wasn't um, crying. Okay, that's a shame. You deserve to. Pink Floyd have a new album out. Oh. Feature never heard before material. I'm watching it on um, Good Morning This Is This Morning. Kath, have you dropped one? What's wrong? No. You're, holding, you're pinching your nose. I'm trying not to sneeze. Look at the light. No, that'll make me sneeze. No, I know your let tricks. It out. Let I it know out. your tricks. Let it go. I can let sneeze. It go. Hey, I've got a really good idea. And, uh, say words no. at the same time. What? Right. What else oh, you got? Hey, what? hang on. Oh, we got a call. There we go. You see? Hello, three counties. Uh, turn this rubbish off. I'm going to go listen to oh, art. It's Richard again. Oh, no, we're oh, not that Richard. bothered. We're not that bothered. He was. Do you know what? He was going to do something a little bit unusual with an Elvis song there, and I bet you can't guess what it was. I, I couldn't care less. Wow. Um, you've given me the papers, so I take it you're not going to offer any more for Well, this. good, there's nothing in the papers. Oh, no, there is. Here we go. Nicky Campbell, I was spat on because I tackled litter yobs. Nicky, with the greatest of respect... Did he tackle them, like...? No, I, I suspect you were spat on because you're Nicky Campbell. Oh. Uh, and I like Nicky, he's a, he's a really nice bloke. He's a, he's, a, no, he's a very, very nice bloke, Catherine. I don't know what on earth you're insinuating with that tan gesture. No, I never did anything. What are you talking about? He's a painter and decorator. No, he's a very, very nice bloke. Uh, Nicky Campbell has revealed how he was left extremely upset when little outs spat on him outside his home. The Radio 5 live breakfast show host was verbally abused and showered with spit. There's an image. Wow, showered? When he confronted the gang of yogs. Is it a llama? For ripping open <laughs> bin bags. And kicking rubbish all over his street. Well, that is rude. That's not just litter. That's. Um... I asked them very politely to put the litter in a bin. They covered me in spittle all over my hair. I walked back home. I went upstairs, had a shower, and lay on the bed. I called my wife Tina, and she came up. I talked to her about it. I was extremely upset. You are only trying to do the right thing, and then someone covers you in spit. He. I didn't feel good about it at all. He's really um, painting pictures with words, isn't he? He's got. Listen, I like Nicky Campbell. He's covered. He's, covered. Yeah, well, I suppose he was. I'd like, I mean, I, I would need photograph ick evidence. To and it would be ick. That. It would be ick. That's bad though, isn't it, Dennis? Spitting on Nicky Campbell just because he said pick up the litter. I don't even know who Nicky Campbell is. Who? I don't know the fella at all. What did you say his name was? I have no idea. You said Richie Campbell. No, I didn't. I what? said Campbell. I don't know who the hell he's talking. You don't know who Nicky Campbell is. No. You don't know who Nicky Campbell is? No idea. Do you know who Nicky Campbell is? No. You don't know who Nicky Campbell is? How many times do I have to tell you? Who is Nicky Campbell? God knows. You don't know who Nicky Campbell is? I'll be have one of these sessions where he just goes on and on and on, you asking a question and keep on going on stupidly asking it over and over again. Yes. Right. Well, fair enough. I do not know Campbell. Nicky or anybody else. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The A1 Great North Road building up in patches at the moment at the Black Hat roundabout as those major roadworks are continuing there. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, two lanes are closed, looking very slow on camera between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley as an accident that happened a little earlier on. Rather heavy moving on the North Orbital Road just off the M at 25 and also looking slow on the Barnet Bypass heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. No reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I've just got a tweet. Dennis murdered you there, mate. I don't think so. I murdered Dennis. I mean, I don't, I don't mean, I mean, not literally. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Vauxhall jobs boost for Luton, major step forward in predicting Alzheimer's disease and call to take children's mental health more seriously. BBC Three Counties Radio. Vauxhall is to create 250 new jobs at Luton with a further 300 at the Ellesmere Port Plant in Cheshire. The company says it will be their first significant new recruitment programme in a decade. More from John Moylan. The new jobs will be split across Vauxhall's two main manufacturing sites. 250 will be created at Luton, with the introduction of a second shift to meet demand for its new Vivaro van. And there will be 300 more jobs at Ellesmere Port, where the new Astra model will be produced from the end of 2015. Both plants have secured long-term deals to build vehicles in recent years. They are now benefiting from £310 million of investment, which is expected to secure employment into the next decade, and which could see more jobs added as production ramps up. British scientists say they've made a major step forward in developing a blood test to predict Alzheimer's disease at a much earlier stage. Researchers have identified proteins that develop in people with dementia before any symptoms appear. Professor Simon Lovestone is from Oxford University who led the study. Right now, we do clinical trials in people who've already got established Alzheimer's disease and sadly I think it's too late by then. Uh, It's very unlikely that a drug would have much effect once the disease is established. What we really want to be able to do is to do those trials earlier and I think our test will help that. The MP for Hemel Hempstead, Mike Penning, says he wants former managers to be held to account after failings in the cancer appointment system at Watford General Hospital. Two cancer patients died after problems with the system at the West Hearts NHS Trust, which meant hundreds of cancer patients who didn't attend a first appointment weren't offered a second one. An independent report published yesterday concluded there were problems with the IT system. A new report's calling on the government to take children's mental health more seriously. Liberal think tank Centre Forum has been working with charities like Mind, as well as the NHS and the Royal College of Psychiatrists and has concluded that better investment in childhood could save the economy in the long run. Stephen Lee is the Chief Executive of Centre Forum. We found really quite a stark level of lack of knowledge amongst teachers, for example, in terms of both what was available to help people who are experiencing mental health problems, but also um, 
trying to identify those problems at an early stage. A Buckinghamshire vicar is holding his services in his parishioners' own homes in Aylesbury as he doesn't have a church. Reverend Gareth Lane's congregation on the Berryfields estate meet weekly and are hoping to open up a cafe in September. It's part of the nationwide scheme which is seeking to get more people involved in the church by worshipping in alternative venues. In sport, Watford have re-signed Hungarian international midfielder Daniel Tozier on a two-year loan deal from his new Italian club Parma and the first World Cup semi-final takes place tonight as host Brazil take on Germany. The weather sunny spells but with thundery showers later a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The multiculturalism, if you embrace it, is good. It's all about where you live. It's a lovely, open, community-minded area. We've got our community garden here that's flourishing. And all this week we're featuring Fishermead. You say good morning to them, you say goodbye to them, but you don't know them. And that's nice. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Getting a little bit of support at last on the texticles. Did I actually say that? Yes. Uh, about those blokes that step in front of the queue and pay £20 cash. Think they can just jump the queue? What, because they've got the exact money? Doesn't, doesn't negate the value of the queue. It doesn't happen to me, but then again, I pay it pump. Well, <laughs> don't you... <laughs> I don't think you can pay a pump. I can. Twenty. Uh, here we go. Mike says, Ian, who buys twenty pounds of petrol these Me. days? A yeah, pump. Yeah. Well, oh, for goodness' sakes. And then look, Justin Dealey. I'm with you, boss. I do it myself. Is he what? He's exactly the type of fella. He's that, precisely the man. Exactly the type of fella. Come on, we all know this. It happens to me almost every time I'm in a petrol station. I'll be there queuing or paying up and typing in my pin. And a fella steps in front with a £20 note, waves it, and then just walks out. Come on, guys. No, 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 no. Other bits and pieces this morning. The pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of prostitutes. They're two different stories. And the pursuit of a higher spiritual plane. They're three different stories. If you want to take part, and you know you do, 08 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Kath, what's happening on the M1? Uh, it's at a standstill between junctions 12 and 11. We had a phone call from Tracy. She said she would love to do what it says on the Matrix signs. Oh. It says 40, 60, 40, yeah. 50. She can't move at all. 50? It says all those things. 40? It says some of those things. 30? Yes, but she can't go. 70. She can't go at 40. She can't go at 30. 60. She can't go there. Why? Because she can't go. Why? What's her beef? She's at a standstill. That's what standstill means. It's standing still. Oh, well. So this is... On the M1. Where? Between 12 and 11. If, uh, Southbound. If you know what's going on, and it's safe and legal for you to do so. You don't sound like you don't care, because you do. I don't care about their safety you... or their legality. Yeah, you are. I know I don't. You're pretending you don't. If they hurt themselves, they get arrested. It's not my concern. What if they hurt somebody else? Your fault. No, well, no, it's not my fault. I've given the warning. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Look after yourself and other people. Oh, jeez. We're not going there. We are not going there. I've been. And, and um, give your kids a hug and tell them you love them. Do. That's always a good idea. Oh, f- while why you're at it, why don't you phone your mum up? You've not spoken to her for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe later on today you can pop to your nan's grave and lay some flowers. You'll feel better for Oh, me. for good. We're not going there.
We are not go. We're not going there. It's not the kind of show this is. It's exactly what it should be. No, it shouldn't be. It was on my watch. I mean, this is still my watch, but you know, when I had the full power. Flipping heck. Can you believe that, dearie me? I'll have to play one of these to break it up now I'm in such a mood. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Dearie me. Dearie me. Right, on to slightly more serious things. A report published today says the problem of mental illness in children and young people should be taken more seriously by the government. It details that lifelong mental illness often stems from an early age and that action early on could not only prevent further problems but also benefit the economy. Mental health services cost the NHS £105 billion every year. Gosh. However, the Centre Forum Mental Health Commission argues that cutting investment in wellbeing is a false economy. Joined now by Chris Lehman from the charity Young Minds. Morning, Chris. Morning, Ian. Uh, I imagine you you welcome this report. Yeah, I do. I think it's a, a, a really vital report. I think so much when we talk about mental health, we talk about kind of tinkering around the edges. And I think this this report actually sets forward a vision of what things could be like if we actually gave proper investment into into mental health services. What are some of the key things that, that appeal to you? I think, um, fundamentally, it's about money. I mean, £105 billion, it costs the economy each year, but actually we only invest um, 10% of the NHS budget into mental health. And when you look at children, that's only 6% of that 10% budget. So only 0.6% of the NHS budget goes to children and young people's mental health, despite the fact... One in ten children will have a diagnosable mental health problem. Is this... We were speaking to a guest earlier on, someone from the, 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 the group that commissioned this report. I was surprised he said there's still a stigma around uh, mental illness. I kind of thought that we, we were pretty cool with most of it now. We're getting there. We're getting there. And I think, you know, we're doing a lot more discussions like this. I know I've been on your, your show before talking about mental health, and that's really welcome, and we're, we're getting there. It's an issue that we're talking about. But there's still a long way to go, a long, long way to go. What sort of pressures are there on young people now that may contribute to mental illness? I think if you look at, um, you look at the, 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 the different lifestyle children and young people live now, so you've got uh, a 24-7 online digital culture, whereas when we were when perhaps I was younger, you know, that wasn't there, you know, and that has a real impact on things like uh, bullying, peer pressure, um, uh, and all these pressures that young people face, um, because it, it is, as I say, it's 24-7, it's always on them, there's no downtime, they're always on. Are there better resources? For, uh, there must be better resources for young people than, than when I was young. I remember uh, b- b- 15, kind of struggling with depression. I went and saw my doctor. He said, oh, try and keep a diary. Now, when you're 15 and you're, you, that, that's sort of the brush off you get, that's not particularly helpful, is it? Have things improved? There are places people can go, but what we found when we've spoken to young people is that they just don't know where to go. They don't know where the best help is. So there is some really good online digital services. <coughs> Excuse me. And there's also um, GPs. Um, but GPs tend to be hit and miss. We've found a lot mm. of studies have shown this, that some are brilliant, but some are not so good and need improvement. And what we'd like to see is what does, currently doesn't happen is GPs actually get some training in mental health. Also, young people are... Uh, <coughs> you have a little cough, Chris. Go on, I get have, it out. No, don't, oh, don't you worry at all. It's a ridiculous time in the morning to be talking. <laughs> uh, young people are reluctant to, to follow suggestions, aren't they, or instructions. So if... if, if uh, a teacher or a parent says, oh, maybe, maybe you should go and speak to the doctor or go and see a counsellor. 
I can imagine most 14, 15-year-olds will, will, will tell them to get knotted. How do we make it kind of attractive as a, as a realistic option for them? Well, some of that's part of the stigma problem again. You know, it's, and that's about working with young people to break down that stigma. Um, and there's a big stigma around going to mental health services, um, you know, and we've got to get better at sort of shaping those services to say, look, these are services that people use every day. Um, and there's nothing wrong with going to them. It's just like going to your GP. It's about getting getting appropriate help, and it's absolutely fine to do that. And I think if we crack that stigma, we'll get a long way to solving that problem. It's an interesting report, but it is just a report from a think tank. Is any of this actually going to have any impact? Well, I hope what it does is, is it moves the debate forward, because as I said earlier in the, in the piece, we're always kind of talking about, you know, services in crisis and trying to drag services out of crisis what I'd really like to see is this what this does is look at the whole approach of well-being so it doesn't just focus on mental illness it focuses on how do we boost the well-being and resilience of children and young people which we know is really important not just in tackling mental health issues but also important in sort of academic results and kind of the prosperity of the nation Chris, good to have you on. Thank you very much. Chris Lehman, chairman, uh, sorry, is from the charity Young Minds. If you want to give us a call on that, 08459 Is there still a stigma around mental health issues? I guess there is to a certain extent. Well, I, I suppose it's better than it was in the 1970s and the 80s, but there's still kind of uh, a stigma around it. 08459 <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, ah, got an email. Several emails. Just going to pick the first one off. This is uh, from uh, Tony. It says, Ian, I agree with you. I have been in the petrol station queue loads of times when people have barged in front of me waving the exact money. I think it's rude and disrespectful. The fact that they haven't got... Why aren't you reading that? Huh? Why aren't you reading that? You're looking at me. How are you reading that? I've memorised it. Oh. Who did you say sent it in? Steve. Tony? Tony. Oh, Steve, t- Tony. Uh, Anthony Stevenson's. Stony. From Stony Stratford. The what fact that the they... number ending that he texts on? It's an email, mate. I'm not going to give out his email on the radio. That would oh, be inappropriate. I don't want you to. I just... Where's the it's email? Tony, it's Tony Stevenson Directed, at yahoo.co.uk. Straight to me. Mm. Straight to his brain, apparently. Ian, I've memorised it. All right, I'll read it. I'll read it. Um, Not from the start. That would be uh, inappropriate. can't remember, can you? Ian, I agree with you. I've been stood in a queue in a petrol station loads of times. I don't pay at pump. And uh, people often walk up and just wave the exact money in front of the uh, man's face. Just because they don't have to queue up and type in their PIN numbers doesn't mean the queue is invalid. Look at me again. What are you doing? Read that again, word for word. I don't need to. Tony's point... Tony's not making a point. Tony's still in bed. His point... He doesn't even know he's being mentioned on the radio. His point... Listen. Email him. If you don't believe me, email him. (laughs) Don't believe you. Why would you not believe me? Because you're you're looking at us while you're reading. I'm not lying! That's your lying face. That's my face! Well, exactly. No, you've got a lying face and you've got a a, a truth face. I haven't got... (laughs) What's my truth face? I don't know, I don't really see it that often. Oh, you're sorry. <laughs> wouldn't re- wouldn't recognise it, would we? Tony Stevenson has um, is emailed it. It's a, it's a good thing that I'm bringing this up, because no-one else brings this up. So it doesn't happen to anyone else. There's a text. Go on, then. One. Mike says, who buys £20 worth of petrol? Oh, We've read, read that one, mate. We could read it again, and um, they won't notice. Yeah. You don't have to make up emails. Who buys £20 worth of petrol these days? Perhaps a bubble car owner, I guess. I do. Yeah, we've done that. I pay a pump. 
I've never paid at pump. That's part of my um, what I like to do at the, the uh, petrol station. I like to try and get £20 dead on. Yeah, I like to do that. And then you go over... And you Tony think, oh. Stevenson is real, and Tony Stevenson sent me an email saying that that's what happens to him. And it's so annoying that these Muppets that I'm working with can't be bothered to believe a single thing I say. Well, they'll, they'll be uh, eating humble pie. They'll be eating humble pie when uh, they get an email from Tony Stevenson telling them exactly... Tony, if you're listening, could you do me a favour? Could you email these Muppets that I'm working with, please? That would be really good, thanks. Some of them, where you can press that you want... All right, all right, all right, calm down, girls. That takes the fun out of it. For me, that's not the point. That's like cheating. Okay, guys, calm down. We've all had a little bit of fun. Uh, That's his lying face again. Oh, gets knotted. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, queuing at the moment between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 6A for the M25. The M25, two lanes are closed at the moment, looking very slow at the moment on camera between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley because of an accident. Also very slow on the M25, anti-clockwise between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16, the M40. Very slow moving in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25. And the EA414 looking rather busy at the moment around the Park Street roundabout. On the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much. Tony, if you're listening, could you do me a favour? Could you send an email to uh, catherine.boyle at bbc.co.uk and kelly.betts at bbc.co.uk and let them know that I'm real? And, and also, could you remind Kelly Betts to, that you're real? Could you remind Kelly Betts to put my news headlines in, please, now, for the news headlines bits, what I have to do now? They're in, mate. Thanks, mate. 7.16. It's uh, Tuesday the 8th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Vauxhall is to create 250 new jobs at Luton, with a further 300 at the Ellesmere Port plant in Cheshire. British scientists say they've made progress in developing a blood test to predict the onset of Alzheimer's disease. And a new report is calling on the government to take children's mental health more seriously. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's that time of year when the best in bloom comes to the RHS Hampton Court Palace Flower Show. And this afternoon, I'll be there in the thick of it all. That's salvia hotnips, which of course is a nice name for a plant as well. As you know, my fingers aren't all that green, but I'll chat to local gardeners and experts to give me all the tips I could possibly need. If you don't have any soil to plant into, you can get yourself some decent-sized pots. We'll look at the history of the flower show, and I'll make it feel just like you were there. Nick Coffer. Live from the Hampton Court Palace Flower Show. Today from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tony, um, th- you've emailed me a second time. Thank you. If you could send an email to Catherine... Sorry? Did you forward his email? There's no need for this. I'm not going to forward an email to from him to you. Catherine, Catherine.boyle at bbc.co.uk kelly.betts at bbc.co.uk um, If you could send them an email. It's funny, isn't it, how he's you know sending you emails but he can't do that. Has he, has he sent you an email? He will do. He's just sent me a second one. What does it say? It says... I have to open my emails now to have a little look. We like just, just have to open my emails. To have a cheeky little look and uh, see. Dear Ian, Ian... Sorry? How did I know you were going to... Because he starts his email politely. What did he... What, He's going to email you. What's his name again? Tony. Tony Stevenson. 
Dear Ian, I'm a big listener to the show. How big? It doesn't go into details. Forgive me if I take a phone call rather than listen to this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's going to email you in a minute. Tony Stevenson is going to email you in a minute, all right? So, uh, has he emailed you yet? No. I think it's funny Check how he's a second email and he's a good friend of the show. He doesn't say, Check. Me, me again. Hi, Ian. Check your emails. And team. Check your emails. Checking them, I've got them there. Refresh it. <sighs> no. No. Okay, okay. All right, fine, fine. Unbelievable, just. Crazy. Cra- crazy. Crazy world we live in, the old sea dog in, on the email. Uh, uh, unbelievable. Mm. Imagine living in the crazy world of Arthur Brown. Oh, that's a crazy world. <laughs> it's a crazy world. <laughs> uh, it's good hair. that he gets to pop over to our world every now and then. Yes. Uh, now, in about. Do you, do you think they let him through um, passport control with his head on fire? No, no absolutely they, not. But then again, that. I'm sure he's made quite a few bob out of that over the years. I'm sure he has. Mm. In about an hour's time, we'll be speaking to a man called George McCoy. He's written a new guide to the southeast. Stick with it. It's the result of years of exhaustive research. It's been his passion since 1996. Stick with it. (laughs) It's a guide to the best massage parlours, erotic parties and escort agencies in beds, hearts and bucks. Justin, you've been in St Albans this morning talking about this, haven't you? What a guy. Good old George McCoy. Uh, Yes, uh, Lucent, Milson Keynes, High Wycombe and St Albans. Posh St Albans gets a mention in this book. Yes, it does. It really does. Apparently discreet massage parlours in St Albans. I have been in St Albans this morning. Finding out what people think about this new book. Ian, this is what happened. Here's Dave. Dave, good morning. Lovely trolley, by the way, there, Dave. Thank you very much. It's very polite of you to say so. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, So we're here talking about uh, erotic services in St Albans, uh, massage parlours. Gets a mention in this new book. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that as a local man? Well, I, actually, I, I, I wouldn't use them, so I th- think, you know, as long as people who want to use them, the services are really, why not? You know, I mean, say, St Albans isn't nothing special now. It used to be, but it's yeah. not now, so I can't understand the fuss. I bet but, you know quite a few people who might use that service, don't you? Oh, it won't be me. <laughs> Not you, I bet your friends will, wouldn't they? Yeah, they most probably will. Hi, Peter, I'm Justin. I work with Ian Lee at Three Counties. We're talking about this erotic book which mentions St Albans as having a few discreet massage parlours. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, well, that's interesting because I've lived here sort of 45, 46 years now and um, haven't sort of heard about them or come across them. But, um, you know, it's not ideal. St Albans gets mentioned a lot in other things, but not in this respect, no, and not in um, sort of this sort of context, you know. Yeah, normally Romans and and not prostitutes. Exactly, yeah, you expect this more of um, other areas, you know, further out and that. Shocked. (laughs) I had no idea. I didn't know there was any, to tell you the truth. Does it make you feel sick they're here? No. (laughs) Whatever floats anyone's boat, I suppose. Does it float your boat? He's not sad. <laughs> well, keeping that one to yourself, are you? Yeah. Naughty, naughty. Thank you very much. I don't want. I don't want them. I don't need it. Do you know people who do need it? I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm surprised that things like that do go on here because I've never seen anything, in any shop window or you know, in phone boxes. Well, it's or... not Amsterdam, is it? I know. <laughs> it's got to be a bit underground, but I haven't heard. Or seen anything, and obviously, I, I don't think people would be very happy with anything like that around St Albans because of the reputation it has and the kind of history it has, and the people that commute here from London, etc. It's all about the Romans, not ladies taking their clothes off. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> 
So people a little bit surprised, some people surprised mm. just that it's going on in St Albans. Exactly. I mean, other towns, as those people say, you might expect that, but St Albans has got a, a very glamorous reputation, let's say. So So to see their name in a book about massage parlours certainly has, uh, has shocked quite a few people this morning. Just excellent stuff. We'll speak to you later on. The English Collective of Prostitutes think that this uh, this type of guide could go some way to breaking the taboo around the oldest trade in the world. We can speak now to Miranda Suit, co-founder and co-chairman of the charity Safer Media. Good morning, Miranda. Good morning, T- Tell me what your charity does. Um, we're basically calling for Safer Media. So um, something we've been very involved in recently is um, having free filters put on to internet, the internet feed for homes. So the major companies, the ISPs, have been providing free filters to try and protect children under 18s from pornography. So it's that type of thing. What do you think about um, this kind of guidebook? Well, I don't, wherever it's connected with, it's not so much that, oh, we should be shocked it's, you know, that there are massage parlours in St Albans. It's much more to do with that this is like a sort of an area that's seedy. I don't mean the part of the world, I mean an issue that's quite seedy, that it's going to help normalise, I would say, this type of activity. And we do know that a lot of these massage parlours, they are linked in with sex trafficking, that if you have an establishment like that in an area, it's liable to attract the sort of person who could become a sex pest. it normally makes the area go downhill. So whatever part of the country it's in, we wouldn't feel that that was, you know, really helpful to building up the economy. We think it would probably encourage more sex trafficking and perhaps actually, you know, cause an area to become more run down. I, I would imagine, we're going to speak to George uh, later on who's written the book, mm. I, I would imagine that um, uh, he would not review place. he would review legitimate places as opposed mm. to those that were, that were forcing young women to work against their will. Does that make a difference? Well, I think it would be extremely difficult to know whether that was the case and of course if then the area did attract more people looking for sexual services then of course their pimps would come in you know it would just develop the the business and the activity far more and then we do know that of course if you've got somebody really ruthless and they want to find a masseurs the cheapest ones will be from sex trafficking so from their point of view they're not the type of people who think about terms and conditions and standards they are the type of people who exploit um, interest in an area and this would possibly increase interest. So it's just not going to be very healthy at all. The thing is, uh, I mean, he's bringing this out in the book, all of this information, there are already dozens of guides to escorts and uh, sexual services online with people uh, giving reviews, marks out of 10, telling you what you get. So it's Mm. nothing new, is it? It's not really anything new. I mean, it's getting a bit of publicity and perhaps just because it is like something that's a hard copy rather than online, for some people that will be attractive. And I would think, again, it's not so very long ago that we had kids passing around hard copies of uh, pornographic magazines in school playground. I think they'd have a field day with this, you know. And, and of course, it makes it all much easier. You just sort of, you've got this, you'll look through it together. I mean, yes, you're right, it can be done online. But I think it does sound like uh, Mr McCoy's found something that's got a little bit of a, a sort of unique selling point here. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we, surely we should be encouraging children to read anything. I'm joking, of course. Uh, you think that you think this, this is a bad idea and, and could uh, cause more damage than good? Definitely. I think it's all normalising, you know, it's making people think, oh, it's a free world, let, you know, just let people do what they like, without realising, again, for instance, if you've got somebody who's trying to avoid going to prostitutes, because maybe their marriage is under threat, if they get hold of this, again, it's going to make them think, oh, this is really easy, I'll just flip through, you know, and um, I'll have a look at this, and I'll go and, oh, well, I will go and try this prostitute, I don't want oh, to, but I will. Miranda, you, you don't mm. think that the, a, a book is going to encourage someone who doesn't want to go to a prostitute to go to a prostitute? I've got my phone in front of me, mm. I could do, I could. T- 
type in St Albans prostitutes now and I would yes. no doubt get a dozen. Oh, yes, yeah. But it, well, it's just another avenue, isn't it? And I'm just thinking particularly perhaps of people who are that much older. Yes, oh. I mean, we do know that there yes. are a lot of people who aren't on the internet yet. Now, that type of age group, and we know there's even a problem with STIs amongst the silver surfers now. Oh, dear, oh dear goodness gracious me. <laughs> Naughty. So, I mean, all of that, it, you know, it obviously, on one level, it sounds quite amusing, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But on another level, if we really look at it coolly and calmly, it's encouraging the growth of, like, the sort of the underbelly of commerce in an area. And it will eventually impinge on relationships, some people's relationships. It's eventually, to some extent, going to normalise all these things. Another angle of all this is that it, a lot of the stuff that's being promoted is not just even straightforward, what would have been called traditional sex. But you've got things that will, would be called perverse being oh. encouraged and if they're sort of all in one book they're yes. competing for who's going to provide the most unusual services mm. it's just not a very pleasant thing at all for an area or anyone to be connected with Miranda thank you very much for your time no one of course wants uh, an underbelly to grow so we'll, thank you for that there's Miranda Suit from uh, the charity Safer Media what do you reckon we'll speak to George McCoy a bit later on who's written this book he's been doing it for years uh, do books like this cause more harm than good? These places are everywhere. Honestly, these places are absolutely everywhere. There might be, there's probably one in your street, or it certainly in, there will certainly be in your town. Should there be a guide? Does it make it a little bit safer, a little bit uh, cleaner? Do we need to normalise the fact that this goes on? It's been going on for years. Those girls must be tired. But do we, you know, it has been going on forever. People want to do that, people want to do that. This guide is £10, OK? It's not going to be left around in doctors' waiting rooms. And stuff. <laughs> you have to go out of your way to get it and you have to be pretty determined to buy it, I would suggest. Oh, dear. Well, we'll speak to Mr McCoy later on and uh, we will get him to justify his actions. 08459 four double five five double five. Also, we'll take more of your calls as well on when you've been stood in the queue in the petrol station because you don't want to pay at pump um, and someone's stepped in front of you and waved a £20 of note your because calls? they've got the exact change. <laughs> Sometimes they're chances. Define more of your calls. Sometimes it's the, the, well, their petrol pump fee because it is twenty pounds and five pence. One we had, and they're trying to get off the five pence. Had any? So if you want to join the growing calls. throng of callers on this, who wants to celebrate yet. this little uh, foible of mine? We've got a line free. We've got. Um, all the lines Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Rather slow moving on the speed sensors on the Great North Road, heading southbound just at the Black Cat roundabout, and queuing at the moment on the M1. That's heading southbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and Junction 6A, the M25. The A1M on the sensors also looking rather heavy at the moment between Junction 8 and Junction 7 for Stevenage South. And there's two lanes closed on the M25, heading anti-clockwise. That's due to an accident that happened between Junction 21, the M1, and 20 at Kings Langley. Also rather heavy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 the M40. Rather slow moving on the A414 just around the Park Street roundabout. Onto the trains and no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Vauxhall is to create 250 new jobs at Luton, with a further 300 at the Ellesmere Port plant in Cheshire. The new jobs at Luton come with the introduction of a second shift to meet demand for the new Vivaro van. British scientists say they've made a major step forward in developing a blood test to predict Alzheimer's disease at a much earlier stage. And the MP for Hemel Hempstead, Mike Penning, says he wants former managers to be held to account after failings in the cancer appoints, appointment system at what? for General Hospital. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford have re-signed Hungarian international midfielder Daniel Tozier on a two-year loan deal from his new Italian club Parma. The 29-year-old returns to Vicarage Road after a successful loan spell last season, which saw him start each of the Hornets' last 20 championship games. Meanwhile, Watford play the second game on the pre-season trip to Austria this evening. The first World Cup semi-final takes place tonight as hosts Brazil face Germany. It's a nine o'clock kick-off our time. Brazil are without injured star player Neymar and suspended captain in Thiago Silva. The Tour de France cyclists return to France today for stage four of the race after two days in Yorkshire and yesterday's Cambridge to London stage. Meanwhile, Mark Cavendish will miss, miss the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow after suffering that shoulder injury in Harrogate on Saturday. More from Chris McLaughlin. When Cavendish crashed into the Australian Simon Gerrans on Saturday, he also crashed out of the tour. Shoulder dislocated, the 26-year-old said he was gutted. Now those who were hoping to see him at Glasgow will be feeling the same. The recovery period is six weeks. The Commonwealth Games start in two. The man who won the British Championship around the Glasgow streets last year was the road race favourite, but now he is out. A big blow for his fans and the Isle of Man. He was their main hope of a medal. Marathon world record holder Paula Radcliffe will make her comeback at the Worcester 10K in September. The 40-year-old Bedford athlete has not run competitively since foot surgery in 2012 and is planning to finish her career at next year's London Marathon. And in Cricket's Minor Counties Championship, it's the final day in the latest round of matches at Harpenden. Norfolk are 173 for three in their second innings. They lead Hertfordshire by 96 runs. Bedfordshire are 144 for four in their second innings, away to Cumberland, that's a lead of just 19 and Buckinghamshire are 55 for 2 in their second innings away to Suffolk they trail by 73 BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next four bulletin Call 08459 BBC Three Counties Radio That was a little bit uh, speedy on the fingers there Kelly Betts What he was trying to say was there is, there's a next four bulletin at 8 and he and and he says it excellently. He really does. He does say it. Ex- Another thing he says excellently is erotic party operations. That's my new ringtone. When I get a text message, that's going to uh, pop up. Oh um, wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. What's wrong? I've just seen um, a reply from. Tony Stevenson. Has he sent you an email? Yep. Tony Stevenson has been emailing me all morning, agreeing with my points. The ladies here didn't think he was genuine. anyone who's just tuned in, Tony Stevenson is a fake account that Ian has just set up. That is libelous. How can I set up a fake email account? I saw it in You know how difficult it is? You have to go to the post office with your driving licence and your passport. Type in your new fake email address and a new fake... I bet, is, is that picture Phil on the line? Oh, no, it's... Oh... Uh, Tony Stevenson has been emailing me, agreeing with what I've been saying. He's then uh, emailed Kelly and Catherine. What did he say to you, Kelly? 
uh, he emailed, I think you owe him and me an apology. Yours. Oh, whoa, 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 what happened? What happened? C- Catherine, you swore out of pain. Oh! If you play that back on the listen again, you will be able to hear her say a swear word. <laughs> I didn't say it. You did say I it. I nearly said it, but I didn't what say did it. What did you do? I rolled over my toe with my own... <laughs> With my own chair. I did a Brian Harvey. You did a Brian Harvey from E17. That's how it happened. We all laughed at him, but now we've seen it happen with our own eyes. Anyway, keep the noise down, love. I think I've broken it. Yeah, well, well. The chair. So he replied to you. He, what did he say? He said, I think you owe him and me an apology. Yeah. Did he send another email? Yep. What does the second email say? I haven't had anything. Have you got a, a, thing, a bleep thing? No. So that when I say the word, you can bleep over You'll just it. have to bleep yourself. He says, bleep off bleep chops. Wow, wow. Wow, foul mouth. Well, you've offended him. It, which is the, I'm pretty sure I've had this email, those exact words from you before. <laughs> Catherine, have you had a second email from no. him yet? He told me that you would ask for a photograph. Yes. And uh, he told With me... today's paper. It's very weird that <laughs> Standard SAS procedure. It's very weird that he's emailing us and then emailing you what we say to well, him. Because he feels the Pressure that, off my foot, I think <laughs> He feels that he's being bullied. This is a serious thing, actually. He feels that he's being bullied by members of the, of, uh, the BBC. You. Two. I just want Ev, that's all. He's told me he's going to send you some Ev. He told me he sent you Ev. Refresh. He sent me anything. Takes a while for his emails to come through to you. How do you know? Because he told me. Why would he tell you that? At the moment How would he listen? know that it's taken a while to get to Cass? Because he told me. I can tell by your face. I found the look in your eye. I can tell you're going to cry. I've hurt my toe. All right, love. No one cares about... We don't care about our toe, do we, Lynn? You three are really on fire this morning, aren't you? You, you wish. No, hang you're on. Having, you're, having me, you're having me in fits of hysterics this morning. Having you in fits of hysterics. There we go. Yeah. There's, there's an image. It's, uh, they, 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 they annoy me, Lynn, these two. They annoy me. I know they do, darling, but they're very good at their job. Oh, what job? What they're job very is that? Good. They're very good. Well, look, winding you up. Oh, is that, is that a job description, <laughs> is it? Right. Job description. Yeah, it's not too hard to do. <laughs> anyway, Lynn, my darling. Hello, my darling. My I love. I bringing you yes. about... Who was this person that was saying you're not supposed to have tattoos after a certain age or baseball caps or anything? It was, um, it was a survey. Oh, it was a survey. Hang on a second. Where, what? It was in the Daily Mail. Let's have a little look. Look-see, 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 look-see. Uh, uh, inquiry, Tenerife, Cycli... Uh, the Queenie, Little Johnny, Potency of Pillsies, Scootery, Aeroplane Crashy, which hadn't started this E. Ah, why, is a, why a tattoo is taboo once you're 32? For some, any age is the wrong age to get a tattoo, but those thinking of getting one had better do it before they turn 32, according to a survey. The poll oh, revealed the ages did. when it becomes embarrassing to do things usually associated with young people. Well, I must be a huge embarrassment because I had my first one at 46. Oh, Lynn. I did it for a nice reason. My partner of 24 years had died. Mm. And I wanted... And it's on my shoulder, so you can't see it unless I wore a strappy top and I'm too old. Unless I'm behind you and you are topless. Exactly, and I don't tend to walk around topless. What's that tattoo you got there, Lynn? Yeah, exactly. And um, I had my second one. Oh, no. At 59. Lynn. What's your second one? The second one's a bit more prominent because it's round my left wrist. Oh, mate. What's it of? It's a 
like a little brace that made her forget me knots because my next partner died, as you can tell, I'm not terribly good at keeping people oh, alive. Lynn, Black Widow, <laughs> blimey! I was going to have a put put a sign outside the front door saying, "Abandon hope, all ye you enter here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but where are we going to? Where are you going to have that tattooed? What part of your body? <laughs> Oh, you, that was going to be on your front door, sorry. That's on yeah. my front door, across okay. my forehead, I suppose. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Is it, the thing is, okay, I've lost people in my life, and it's terrible, I'm, uh, and genuinely, I'm very sad that you've lost, you've lost two people. That's, that's um, that, well, yes, that's, that's very upsetting, of course. Couldn't you just carry a nice picture around in your purse? Well, I've got, I've got that as well. But I felt like I wanted to do something deeply significant for some reason. It never occurred to me before to have one. Yeah. Because I'd had one for one, I felt all to have one for the other, so. Yeah. When I had the first one at 46, I had my belly pierced as well. Oh, blimey. You're a right little raver, you are, Lynn. I think what that was for is because when my partner was dying, it took... He was really poorly, and it took three months. It was horrendous. Yeah. And um, by virtue of the fact that I was up back and forth to the hospital and trying to do a job as well, and I'd lost something like £35 in three months. Yeah. And I wasn't exactly a porker, but obviously I was a bit overweight. And um, the tattooist who did the piercing as well actually said he was quite interested when older women came in to have oh, the belly pierced. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there he was. And I told him it's because it's the first time I'd had a really flat stomach for years, so... You were celebrating it by making yourself look a little bit tarty? Yes, that's right. Good for I didn't you. Start, I didn't start walking around in fishnet stockings and hanging around on street corners. I didn't Whoa. go that far. Uh, well, listen, <laughs> listen I, 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 as you may, if you've listened to the show regularly, I'm not a fan of tattoos. I can, understa- I know you don't I can like understand them. why you've got them, and they're obviously very significant and important to you. I've never been a fan. I've never even considered having one, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And I think both of the men would be appalled. Other things, other things on... The, what? Hang on, the blokes would be appalled? Mm. <laughs> uh, I, don't think, I don't think either of them would be very impressed. When you met the second fella, right? Yeah, and he you was had the, the ta- best friend of the first fella. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. How did that work out? Did, was it? Was he comforting you one day, and then? Yes, I think so. Oh, blimey! But when <laughs> he, when he was when you were with the second fella, mm. what did he? Did it was? Uh, what were his feelings towards the first tattoo? Well, he didn't like it, but it's only on my shoulder. Right. He didn't like the belly piercing either. Oh, blimey. You do pick him, then. Mind you, he was quite posh. Yeah. Well, what? Really? Yeah, he was because very posh. And he was a bit of a snob, I think. With, so. the, G-O- with the G-O-R, Lynn, you sound uh, a little bit C. What C mean? Common. Do I? Do you? Well, let's let, let's take a poll. Let's take a poll here. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's take a poll. Let's go to our my illustrious team, Catherine Boyle. Yes, I'm, I'm saying not common. Well, no, let's well, let, we'll be the judge of that, Lynn. <laughs> I'm saying Lynn. Common. Are you saying uh, C or P? Common or posh? Uh, is there not a middle ground? Th- there's Poshin. What? Poshman. No, there's no there's no middle ground. Lynn, are you putting yourself in the posh camp? Um, no, but I can be posh. Go on, do, 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 do it. Let's hear a posh voice. Let's hear. I thought I was sort of doing one. Oh, dear. <laughs> hey, speaking of your oh, voice, Lynn, speaking of your voice, last time you came on, we yeah. had a phone call from an admirer. Oh, yeah, 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 we did. Go on. You know Glenn in Leighton Buzzard that rings up all the time? No, I don't know Glenn. He's I know always, Derek. He's always in the car. He's always in the car. Yeah. And he always sounds... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. He says you have a beautiful voice. Thank you. I bet he doesn't think I'm common. 
he thinks you're lovely. I've really offended. Mind you, my voice isn't as nice as Paul Scoyne's, is it? <laughs> well, whose that is? That was very exciting the other day, speaking to him. Really? Did? Uh, oh, I got very unnecessary. Maybe maybe you could get Scoyne's name tattooed. Yes. On your I back. Might, but I don't know how to spell it, so I don't think I'd go that far. No, no. That would I, be... might have, I might have Roberto tattooed somewhere. He's, he's a big fella. I don't know, I've never seen him. Oh, just his name, or his, his face. You should get a picture of his face tattooed on your back. Well, he was going to do a bumsy, wasn't he, instead oh of a selfie. I'll tell you what, well, this is what, Lynn, I what, could what, have his bum tattooed on my back, I suppose. <laughs> or his front bum. Thanks very much for calling. That's quite simply the most horrific thing I've ever heard in my life. What's a front bum? No, well, let's, let's not. I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's, I, I can save this a little bit. This is for Lynn in Hemel Hempstead. There's a word I don't understand. I hear it every day from my old man. It may be comedy rhyming slang, but it ain't in no school book. He says it every time that he gets mad. A regular caution is my old dad from the old man. But in life you'll hear him say Gertje. Cowson Gertje. Gertje. When the kids are swinging at the gate, Gertje. When the paper boy's half an hour late, Gertje. When the pigeons are pecking at his seed, Gertje. When the farmer starts digging up his weeds, Gertje. Gertje, cowson Gertje. Barstool preaching, that's the old man's game. for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, queuing at the moment between Junction 12 for Flitwick and Junction 6A, the M25. We're getting reports of the A1M heading southbound being partially blocked just at Junction 4 for Hartford uh, due to an accident that's happened there. Two lanes closed on the M25 heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21, the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. We are seeing queues now from Junction 22 for St Albans. Looks like it's taking about an hour to get through that at the moment because of an accident that happened earlier. In Borenwood, it's queuing at the moment on the Barnet Bypass between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus and rather heavy moving on the North Orbital Road just off the M at 25. So far, there's no reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much. 
7.46. It's Tuesday the 8th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Vauxhall is to create 250 new jobs at Luton, with a further 300 at the Ellesmere Port plant in Cheshire. British scientists say they've made progress in developing a blood test to predict the onset of Alzheimer's disease. And a new report is calling on the government to take children's mental health more seriously. If you want to give us a call this morning, 08459 455 555. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much indeed. Good morning to you. We start this morning with quite a lot of sunshine around across all three counties. We've got a bit of cloud uh, just across the sort of Amersham, Chesham, up to St Albans area, but elsewhere some lovely sunshine just now. And dry through this morning, but some heavy downpours to develop for this afternoon. Some really torrential showers coming through right across all three counties. And in fact, we'll all run the risk of those. Uh, So we've got some thunder and lightning mixed in with them, but we'll also have some drier interludes in the best of those, a top temperature of 20 or 21. Celsius. Next couple of days, uh, a lot of different weather to talk about. We've got a frontal system trying to make its way towards us from the east. It's going to introduce some cloud through the day tomorrow, and then overnight tomorrow night, the chance of some rain. We may well start with that then on Thursday morning. The eastern extent, of, the western extent of that, is actually a little bit subject to change. It's coming in from the east, and it's uh, sort of fizzling as it moves towards us. So we will have a bit of rain, I think, and then it clears away. And on Friday, it will turn warmer. And that's your weather. Thank you very much. A Copa do Mundo no Brasil. This is David Luiz territory. There it goes. Oh, what a goal! The World Cup. The semi-finals. Tonight at nine. Brazil versus Germany. Brasil 2014. Here comes Cross with oh, the really good one. And into the back of the net. Rubbish scoring football. This is still going on. Across the BBC. Ain't this game over yet? Catherine? Apparently not. I'm reading a lot of books. Morning, Norman. It's Kelly. Hello. Um, Tony Stevenson wonders if you're going to reply to his email. Sorry? I did. He's not got it yet. No, he won't because I replied. And uh, it uh, came from you. So you've got it. But thanks for the Ev. I think it's the proof I needed. Lots of love, Colombo. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying I got his message from your um, email account. Yeah, no, you would, you would do. Why? Because they're the same person. Yeah. No, no. Why do you look at that as the obvious answer? There's another Busted. answer. There's another answer. Busted. I gave him my password to my email account. Why would you do that? Why would you give a random listener to mess with your Busted. heads? I've so seen I, the emails you send. You would never disclose that information to anyone. So I... I have busted... And Yourself. Tony... Tony and I have busted... There's no Tony. You two suckers. Busted. I'm saying suckers. Please don't say busted. Yeah, exactly. You're busted, Kelly. What are you? Um, what are you? Um, busted. Busted. That's right, Kelly. What are you? Busted. Yeah, that's right. What, your... what are you? Busted. Yeah, that's right. And what are you, Catherine? Boosted. Boosted. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Catherine and Kelly. Boosted. And Catherine, boosted. Are you, are you busted? You boosted. Okay. You boosted. And what are you, Ian? I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. You're busted. Boosted. I'm lying. I, I know you are, Kelly. Thank you. You just admitted you're lying live on the radio. Thank you. Oh, no, hang on a second. I'm going to be awesome. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. And that's... That's right, Kelly. Yeah, no. That's right, Kelly. You just admitted you're lying on the radio. Thank you. 
call 08459 455 555. BBC Here Three we go. Counties Radio. Vickers. How many of you lied while we have a vicar on the line? Shame on you. How do you make a... What ingredients do you need for a vicar? Right? You need a theology degree, a dog collar, a smart suit and a church. Right? Right, Catherine? You'd think. Wrong. Aylesbury Reverend Gareth Lane's church is largely in cyberspace and occasionally in his congregation's homes on the new Berryfield estate. It's part of the Church of England's way of reaching out to people in places where it doesn't necessarily have a large following. Well, the Reverend joins me on the line now. Do I call you Reverend or Gareth? Uh, you can call me Gareth. Thank, That's my name. Thank you very much indeed. How is this? So you haven't actually got a physical church? No, no. Why, why not? How well, has this happened? It, it depends what you mean by church, because I think probably part of the problem here is that in this country we think of church as a building. That's We're actually referring to bricks and mortar, but actually when you read the Bible, the church is actually referring to a set of people. Ah. I see, I see. So you haven't got the... I, I would associate... Uh, you're right, a church is a big physical building with, with a bell and a cross at the top. You don't have one of those, but you... Go, so how does it work then, Gareth? You do it online and you go to people's homes. Yeah, so um, the, the, the housing development's been in place for a couple of years now. I came in in January this year, and uh, I've gathered uh, Christian believers on uh, Berryfields together, and we meet midweek at the moment in people's houses and their homes. And how big's your congregation? Um, at the moment, we've got um, 12 adults, and we've got um, teenagers and children attached to that. And then there's, uh, I guess there's relationships um, on the fringe of that 12, if you like. Right. And, and so you, when you do these in uh, people's homes, but how does mm. the service work? What's the format? Service. So it's another thing is that we often, when we think of church, we think of buildings and we think of services and big meetings. Yeah. And uh, so for us, it would be um, opening up the Bible. It would be prayer. It would be uh, communion, uh, sharing bread and wine together. Uh, it would be having a barbecue as well. It's a it's a mixture of all of that and socialising and. Uh, Sometimes it would be an overtly Christian thing, and other times it would be um, simply hanging out in uh, someone's house and having a barbecue. So. Hanging out in someone's house and having a barbecue. That's, mm. uh, that's a far cry from when I used to go to church. <laughs> it sounds very yeah. different. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's mixing things up so that um, a big meeting isn't the main focus all the time. Um, and uh, it's... Um, Make, make, making things so that it's uh, it, you know it's, di- it's different on different occasions. And what's 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 your plan? Your long-term plan for this? Um, I think it would be to probably um, build the network across Berryfield so that there's, it's not just meeting in one house; it's meeting in a few houses um, at, the, at the same time, probably. And uh, and there will be times where we will get together and we'll probably hire the community suite or we'll hire the school hall, say. Right, and okay. to do something bigger. But rather than that being the main focus all the time, that would be an occasional focus, maybe okay. on a monthly basis. And this has come about through something called Fresh Expressions. What's that? Fresh Expressions, well, it's a, an, an initiative by the Church of England uh, to try and think differently about church. Um, 
because the focus has always been on buildings and services, it's how can you think differently about church? Why should it always be like that? OK, we'll say that, Gareth. We're joined mm. by uh, Norman Iverson, uh, who is from Fresh Expressions. Morning, Norman. Good morning. Is, uh, is this proving successful? Because the, the, the Church of England and, and Christianity as a whole in, in Britain has been getting rather a knocking in the last few years in terms of, of people uh, either not going to what we would traditionally associate as being a church or, or, or just turning away from religion altogether. Yeah, well, it, you're right, it has. But I think you've stumbled on the church's best-kept secret this morning because actually there are loads and loads of churches just like Gareth all around the, uh, the, the country. I think the latest figures I saw suggested about 60,000 people attend Fresh Expressions of Church um, just in England alone. And, and the movement's become international now, so there are Fresh Expressions of Church throughout the world. See, listen, I'm not a particular man of, uh, of, of any particular faith, but I like going and sitting in the church every now and then. There's something special about being in the church. I would feel, if I was at um, uh, Barry and Doreen's at number 32, I'd feel a little bit uncomfortable doing it in there. Yeah, well, I mean, the great thing about all this is that it's not an either-or, and, uh, and so you could go along to a church like the, the one um, Gareth starting on Berryfield, or you could go into St Albans Abbey or whatever and, and choose what, what style suits you. So the great thing about Fresh Expressions is it's, it's, it's trying to provide churches that suit most people. And the, the thing is, you just need to choose what's best for you, and uh, if you prefer to go and sit quietly in the back and hide behind a pillar, and I could understand you wanting to do that, Ian, then that's great. Oh no! Listen, but this is—I'm not, I'm not uh, Christian at all. But uh, when if I go and sit in the church, as I do occasionally, and sometimes I go to a little service, I go because I like the tradition. I like singing the songs. I like, you know, I, I like the story. It's good stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, but is this clutching at straws a little bit? In terms well, I don't of, think uh, it is really. I think if you, I mean, well, I mean, it's, it's doing really what the church has been doing all along, but yeah. it's been quiet about it. I mean, if you think right back to the time when all church services services were in Latin, for example, suddenly somebody somewhere thought, I think we need to do something a bit more contemporary and try and keep in touch with people better. He said, yeah. let's start doing it in English. So, I mean, there, there have been changes like this throughout the history of the church, and it's a, a case of really trying to keep in touch with people and see what people need and what people want and responding to those needs. And from what I know of what Gareth's doing, I mean, that, that's exactly what he's trying to do on that estate, and that's a great thing to do. Barbecues, Norman. But is that what Jesus would have wanted, barbecues? Well, I think if you just have another look at the New Testament, you'll see there was actually a barbecue oh. by a lake that Jesus was oh. very keen on, actually. He'd, so he'd barbecues be well up for are it. really, really biblical things. Norman, I, I know that if people want to find out about fresh expressions, they can just Google it and it pops up it uh, in there. Uh, Gareth, how can people find out about your services? Oh, uh, churchonberryfields.org. Excellent stuff indeed. I wish you both the very best of luck. Thank you very much. I fancy a hot dog now, there's talk of barbecues. Reverend Gareth Lane, who uh, well, goes around doing uh, services in people's homes, and uh, Norman Iverson from uh, Fresh Expressions. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I didn't know Christ liked a barbie. They always ate together. Didn't they? Bread and wine? They did. They, I, I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm really hungry. I fancy... Uh, I fan- My new thing... Now I, I'm, I'm eating meat after 25 years of veggie. Still early days, uh, but I will eat anything that had a face now. I right. flipping love it. And you I, need to try tentacles now. Oh, well... Come well, on, you've dipped your toe in the meaty water. Let's well, have some seafood. I don't like, I don't like fish. All nice. fish taste the same. No, it doesn't. They all taste, mm. of, uh, they all taste of fish. No. Some of it's quite meaty. If you get a tuna steak, that's quite nah, meaty. Nah, mate, I'm not going to do it. No, do it's it. disgusting. No, it's lovely. No, it's disgusting. Mm. No, I, I'm not going to eat a fish. I've gone uh, the other way. Maybe it's the great balance of things. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm banging to halloumi at the moment. Squeaky well, cheese. <laughs> Sorry, I snotted then out of... Cause I, I, what's the connection? Um, I, you were getting more meaty and I'm getting more cheesy. Well, no, you just, you just ate some halloumi the other night. No, I keep eating it. 
I've had it every day for about a week. <laughs> hey, Kath! Oh, you mean the halloumi? Yes. So nice. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't taste about really, does it? No. Uh, no, I like halloumi. It's, uh, it's good. Squeaky. Yeah, very squeaky. I like squeaky food, but... Uh, I like uh, hot cheese. Okay. My favourite meat, I've only had a little bit of, because you don't get much of it. Ribs. Ribs. It's good. Ribs. Do you know what you want to try next? Yeah. Venison. <laughs> I tried that for the first time last year. Oh, it's my meat of choice now. What's the meat um, where they, they, sh- they force feed the animal? You're thinking veal. Is that it? When they keep it in a dark shed. Yeah, yeah. A is calf. It, is that nice? I think they feed it on milk. Is that right? I don't know. No, what's, what's, what's foie gras? They foie sh- gras is when they get a goose, yep. put a tube down its neck and force loads of stuff down it. Beautiful. No, horrible. Sorry? Oh, no. Does it taste nice? Don't know. I won't eat it. So what's the other one? Foie, foie gras? And veal. Can I get those like a foie gras and veal sandwich? Yeah, from the Cruel Grill. I'm going to check this place out. Is there, is there one near us? It should be. Excellent. A foie gras... And am I saying that right? Foie yeah, gras. Beautiful. Carry on like that. Would you like a sandwich, sir? Yeah. Um, have you got foie gras and veal, please? Yes, we have. I'll have two. Toast them. Oh. Kelly? Sorry, I knocked over my cup out of boredom. Blimey. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Long delays at the moment on the M25 heading anti-clockwise. Two lanes are closed between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Seeing queues from Junction 22 at St Albans. It's taking about an hour to get through at the moment after a serious accident that happened earlier. Not helping problems on the M1 heading southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 6A, the M25. Taking a look so far at the A1M, getting reports of it being blocked heading southbound at Junction 4 for Hartford. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed, Nicola. Ah, Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Vauxhall jobs boost for Luton, Hemel MP's anger at cancer appointment report and residents surprised to see St Albans in new erotic guide. BBC Three Counties Radio. Vauxhall is to create 250 new jobs at Luton with a further 300 at the Ellesmere port plant in Cheshire. The company says it will be their first significant new recruitment programme in a decade. The new jobs at Luton come with the introduction of a second shift to meet demand for the new Vivaro van. More from John Moylan. Concerns that hung over the future of Vauxhall's plants lifted in recent years when they both secured long-term deals to build vehicles. In 2012, workers at Ellesmere Port signed up to a key pay and productivity package which ensured it would remain the home of the Astra into the next decade. Luton also won a 10-year contract to build commercial vehicles. The plants are now benefiting from £310 million of investment, which is expected to secure employment into the next decade. 
It's understood staffing levels could increase further in due course as production ramps up. The MP for Hemel Hempstead wants former managers to be held to account after failings in the cancer appointment system at Watford General Hospital. Two cancer patients died after problems with the system at the West Hearts NHS Trust. An independent report published yesterday concluded there were problems with the IT system. Mike Penning wants people brought to account. The people that created this debacle, the management team that were there, which are no longer there, still a lot of them working in the NHS, and we need to bring them to account. British scientists say they've made a major step forward in developing a blood test to predict Alzheimer's disease at a much earlier stage. Researchers have identified proteins that develop in people with dementia before any symptoms appear. A new report's calling on government to take children's mental health more seriously. Liberal think tank Centre Forum has been working with charities like Mind, as well as the NHS and Royal College of Psychiatrists, and has concluded that better investment in childhood could save the economy in the long run. Stephen Lee is the chief executive of Centre Forum. We found really quite a stark level of lack of knowledge amongst teachers, for example, in terms of both what was available to help people who are experiencing mental health problems, but also um, trying to identify those problems at an early stage. An erotic guide to adult services in beds, hearts and bucks has been published. The book includes details and reviews of over 800 massage parlours and escort agencies in various towns and cities. Residents in St Albans are surprised to find their city featured. Shocked. (laughs) I had no idea. I didn't know there was any. St Albans gets mentioned a lot in other things, but not in this respect, no, and not in... um sort of this sort of context you know haven't heard or seen anything and obviously I I don't think people would be very happy with anything like that around St Albans because of the reputation it has and the kind of history it has in sport, Watford have re-signed Hungarian international midfielder Daniel Tozier on a two-year loan deal from his new Italian club Parma and the first World Cup semi-final takes place tonight as hosts Brazil face Germany. The weather sunny spells but with some thundery showers later, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's beautiful and we're trying to get the community out and bring them together. And all this week we're featuring Fishermead. Always something to do in Fishermead. One of the most diverse communities in Milton Keynes. It's all about where you live. I love Fishermead. It's my home at the end of the day and if I move, I'll be back. Love Fishermead. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Boy, oh boy, it's funny. The phones have gone mental this morning on a topic that you, Catherine, said wouldn't catch fire. Yes. Yes. Which one? The one about, and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about, dear listener, when you're stood in a queue at a petrol station, paying, waiting to pay, and someone walks to the front of the queue with the exact money and just hands it over, then walks out. It makes me want to puke. Yeah, it doesn't happen, because people pay at pump. No, no one pays at pump. You can't really pay at pump in this country anymore. It's not 1976. I always pay at pump. Here we go, here we go. Stuart from Nebworth has texted him. Has he really? 
He has actually. One of my first petrol, one of my first petrol fill-ups. I don't remember my first petrol fill-up. I only had a twenty-pound note, no wallet, just the note. I filled up and got to twenty pounds and one penny. I was bricking it going in to pay at the kiosk. Didn't have anything to leave if they wanted me to go and get this penny. I'd no idea what to do. Of course, he let me off the penny. I lived happily ever after. Great story, story Stuart. Great story. But that was from the olden days when people used actual paper money. You can't... people. Well, st- you could pay at pump. People, you can't um, hit the target anymore when you, pay at, uh, when you fill up at pump. I'm good at it. You can't do it. It's yeah. too fast. Challenge. Petrol's too expensive. I bet you couldn't get bang on. I used to have to get bang on without even looking. Oh. Now, I can't, I've got no idea what's going on. Suddenly, £25.62 has gone. I wanted to stop at 20 Yeah. Can't stop at 62 Carry on going. Carry on going. Next one round. Oh, yeah, we're talking about other stuff as well. 08459 555 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm curious. I'm really, really curious. The fella that didn't like the show yesterday or Friday and tweeted about it, I wonder if he's liking the show today. What do you reckon, Kath? I can guarantee he's not. Why, why not? Just uh, I just noticed a trend. Well, it, you've been on it a lot and he likes you. I think Kelly's been on it too much today. Who, me? No. Thanks. Her. I think she's been on it too much today. I don't think you can ever get enough, Kelly. Yeah. Thanks, Kath. Sorry? I said thanks, Kath. OK, see, that's too much now. You're too much. You're too much. I think we've had too much of you today. OK. I know you've closed my mic, but I could just... Oh, you've closed, closed your mic. Own. Oh, he's closed his mic. Excellent. Okay. So if anybody wants to talk to myself or Catherine, give us a call on 08459 We can talk about anything that you like. And we won't take the mickey out of you. No, we'll just be your friend. So if you want to give us call, a ring, just 08459 pop it in your phone, maybe save it under your favourites. Mm-hmm. And then keep it... Oh, hang there on. Go. Hello. Just... Hang on. Oh, oh. Up. <laughs> I think that... Um... That was Ian. What do you reckon? Yeah. That was probably Ian. If anyone real wants to call us, 08459-455-555. Ian sent a rude message. Not so easy, is it? Well, actually, I think you'll find I used to do this every day. So if I really wanted to, but I don't want to show you up, I could Hello, open up uh, Kath's skills box. Hello. And start taking you yeah. to Chinatown. But I just need to answer the phone. Yeah. Good morning, BBC yeah. Three Counties Radio. Look at this, another... Hello, who's that? Hello, yeah. Matt, what did you want to say? What we did, what for? I'll tell you what, while, while they're dealing with those losers, I'll, I'll carry on and do, do a show, shall we? They can have the next 15 minutes. Me. A new report is calling on government to take children's mental health more seriously. Liberal think tank Centre Forum has been working with charities like Mind, Rethink and Turning Point, as well as professionals from the NHS, and has concluded that better investment in childhood could save the economy in the long run, which is why the group's telling the coalition they need to make the pursuit of happiness a priority. Well, child and adolescent clinical psychologist Dr Lucy Maddox joins me now. Good morning, Lucy. Good morning. How big a problem is mental illness in children? 
Um, it's a it's a really significant problem that we shouldn't underestimate, and I think this report's absolutely right to highlight it and to say that we should be doing something um, earlier, because the sooner we get in and help children who are having difficulties, the better. Um, it affects about one in ten children, so that's about three children in every classroom who are likely to be experiencing some kind of mental health problem. And, and how is it affecting them? What what kind of things uh, are they experiencing? So it's a whole range of, of different problems that fall under that name of mental health problem and it's really important to remember that it's a spectrum as well of experiences so everybody feels a bit sad sometimes or a bit worried sometimes but we're talking about when people feel so sad and so worried that they can't carry on as normal with their everyday lives so they might be finding it really hard to go to school or they might be resorting to unhelpful coping strategies like self-harm and things that can get in the way of their lives at the moment but also in the future as well. Uh, if you're a parent, what are the, the, the key signs that your, your son or your daughter may be suffering from a mental illness? I think it would be different for every mm. young person and parents are likely to know their, their children really, really well. So. It's hard with teenagers, isn't it? Because teenagers, you know, they, they slam doors, they stay in their room for a long time anyway. So it, 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 it could be tricky to spot something. Yeah, I think that's a real stereotype around teenagers, though, actually. And I think it's really important not to think that all teenagers are going to withdraw and be really surly and uncommunicative because loads of teenagers aren't actually like that. And I think if you know your teenage child really well, although they're obviously they're, they're more likely to be um, finding their own identity and they might be less likely to talk to you about everything that's going on in their lives. But I think trying to keep some of those channels of communication open, keep asking them if they're OK, conversations when you're in the car are a really good time to be talking about stuff because it's not so intense you can just think about stuff as you're driving along um this report highlights sorry sorry lucy this report highlights issues but the other week we're doing a story about cuts in children's mental health so it it, Mm -hmm. it seems to be a, a, a little bit of a contradiction here i think you're absolutely right um uh, there is a real contradiction in what's going on at the moment in the country with mental health services and the government is supporting some services and promoting some initiatives in child mental health so for example improving accesses to psychological therapies is one initiative it has been funding but at the same time there are massive cuts going on in mental health services and in social care services which are having a really big impact and i think are going underreported. so it is a confusing time this is just a report from a think tank just a report uh, it, 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 is it likely that these measures are going to be taken on do you think really hard to predict that but i think the more think tanks um and the, the more people are talking about these issues the the better and this is a, a really good panel of people that they've pulled together and it's a very thoughtful report so I, I would i would hope that the government would read it with interest and um and some of the things they're already thinking about but a lot of it comes down to funding and you can't really uh, sort of follow through with the recommendations which are good without without putting more money in or thinking about how to get more money from other sources so perhaps partnerships with charities or um, other ways of funding services. Lucy, thank you very much for your time. It's very interesting. It'll be interesting to see where this progresses. That's child and adolescent clinical psychologist, Dr Lucy Maddox. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
I saw David Priva loitering. I oh, gave him the you... uh, come hither finger. Oh, you came hither. I did. We're talking about. We're going to be talking to George McCoy later on, who's uh, written um, uh, a guide to massage parlours. And I perked up when I heard this. It's, it's very very naughty. Uh, and we've sent Justin to St Albans because apparently there's loads there. You live there. I do. Yes. Have you spotted any? Never. We've got a Pret-a-Manger now. A oh, Pret? Wow. We've got a Wagamama's. We even have a white company. I've never seen anybody Gosh. offering services. Really? Never. No, no. they don't exist. You or if sh- they do, I don't know about them. This and if, the th- why don't I know about them? This is the thing. It's all very discreet. They're not, it's, it's not the, the red light scenario anymore. Right. You know, it's all, it's all very discreet. It's all good. It's sometimes quite well-to-do people doing this. What, behind it? hedges and suburbia? Is I, that believe, I believe. That's really? This. What's on your show this morning? Today, it's another big one. We had abuse yesterday, and I am denied about this today, but we should talk about it because it is important. Would you want to know if you will go on to suffer from Alzheimer's? British scientists have made a major step forward in developing a blood test to predict the onset of the disease. This is uh, incredible. 87% accuracy. Having witnessed for yourself the effects of the disease, I want to hear from you this morning. Would you want to know if you will go on to suffer from Alzheimer's? You can call me after nine on 08459 455 555. I don't think I would want to know, actually. I don't think I would. How early can they detect it? I mean, if, if you're in your 20s, it mean, generally comes on later in life. If you're in your 20s, can they spot that you... I you believe so. Happen? We'll speak to a small wow. scientist behind this straight wow. After nine o'clock. Do you know? I think I would. Would you? Yeah, I think I would. A because um, you you can get treatment earlier on that sort of slows it down. I think you'll yes. find out more in the show th- uh, about this. And I would imagine that in ten years, I would hope that in ten years' time, treatment will be much better. Uh, and also, just in case thing, you know, things start going awry, as they do in the early days of so dementia... You would be aware of it straight away. So people might be able to go, oh, hang on a second, he's, mm. he's prone to get this, uh, let's go and take him to a doctor. We, we can understand why he keeps forgetting things. I don't know. I think I probably would. I don't know. The, I, I think that Alzheimer's and dementia is a spectrum, like a lot of diseases, yep. autism, a lot of, lot of things that we know about. And you can be right at one end of the spectrum and people just go on to the very end of your life saying, he or she was a little bit dipsy. What, what, yep, yep. You know, yep. Would you want to know if that was something... I'll be having a listen 08459-455-555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, you may have uh, heard Kelly Betts earlier on in the show say, oh, there's too much of you, Ian. Well, I gave the show over to them. <laughs> Not so easy, is it, mums? Not so easy, is it? Travel news for beds, hearts oh, okay. and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, queuing at the moment because of an accident between Junction 21, the M1, and 20 Kings Langley. It looks like it's taking about an hour to get through at the moment. The M1 heading southbound, queuing as well between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 6A, the M25. Had a call about the Lower Luton Road being partially blocked both ways, so do watch out for that. And reports of the A1M heading southbound being blocked at Junction 4 for Hartford because of an accident there. So far, slow moving. Moving on the M40 from the Denham roundabout um, to the M25. On the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much. 
It's 8.16. It's uh, Tuesday, the 8th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Vauxhall is to create 250 new jobs at Luton, with a further 300 at the Ellesmere Port plant in Cheshire. British scientists say they've made progress in developing a blood test to predict the onset of Alzheimer's disease. And a new report is calling on the government to take children's mental health more seriously. Coming up, we'll be speaking to George McCoy, who's written an erotic guide. And maybe a bit later on, I'm going to hand the show over to Kelly and Catherine, who reckon it's so easy. Well... Let's see how easy it is for them. Let's see when they struggle to get any calls or any input from the listener. Let's see what they get up to, shall we? BBC Three Counties Radio. In August 2011, Batchwood Sports Centre was destroyed by fire. Four men have been arrested following the fire at Batchwood Golf and Tennis Centre in the early hours of Wednesday morning. And nearly three years on, it's being officially reopened today by Judy Murray. Judy's been a really big supporter of the project since the fire. As well as now being a state-of-the-art community facility, it also houses a performance centre for tennis. We're really excited to be opening our new tennis courts, new outdoor tennis courts. They'll be live from the the new building as we hear from the people behind the project, local community leaders and the people using it. Hang out with us, you know, cardio tennis, knock a ball about, shake some pins for charity. Roberto Peroni. Live from the official reopening of the Batchwood Sports Centre this afternoon from three here on BBC Three Counties Call Radio. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties. Here we go. Fans of guidebooks, stay tuned because we're discussing a new guidebook written by Mr George McCoy, who's been travelling the southeast to bring you the very best of... The very best of? Anyone? Guys? Guys? Anyone? Massage parlours? Uh, escorts? Erotic party operations? Thank you, Simon. Well, George joins me on the line now. Good morning, George. Good morning. George, how long have you been um, doing this? 20 years. You must be exhausted. It does get tiring. So what, what do you do, exactly? Well, I, I, it's a mixture of doing things online. There's a hell of a lot of information online. And getting out there and meeting the ladies and establishments uh, involved. And what, these, are, um, these are prostitutes? These are working ladies is the term I prefer. I don't think one should forget Ronald Reagan once pointed out that uh, politics, he heard, was the second oldest profession, but he'd found that a lot of the people in the second oldest profession were uh, a lot less reliable than the people in the oldest profession. So do you go around and use these establishments? I... I'm 66. I'm not quite as strong as I used to be. Uh, but but you, I've, you give it a good go? I give it a good go. OK. Uh, and is it like I, I, when, um, you know when someone uh, is a, a restaurant critic and they yeah, go... Well, you could call me the Egon Rone of the adult services industry. I suppose you could. Do, 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 when, when restaurant critics go to a restaurant, they'll quite often get... The, when Michael Winner ate anywhere, he would get the best service, the best food... Um, do, do you find that you get the same? The girls, oh, McCoy's coming. Look, right, wipe that down. McCoy's coming. No, I wouldn't say it was quite like that, but there are there are there are parallels. Yeah. 
Uh, we, we've spoken to some uh, uh, people this morning who, who think this kind of thing uh, promotes uh, the sex trade, that promotes um, the illegal importation of women, uh, uh, and uh, is, is actually quite degrading and dangerous. What would you say to them? Well, I would say regarding the illegal importation of women is that I've been travelling around visiting massage parlours and the like for 20 years. I can't think of one instance where I've come across a lady who was trafficked. I think the few instances there are, I wouldn't have been made particularly welcome. Uh, but... So hang on, are you the saying that there are... The, the vast, vast majority of the people who work in this industry do it of their own free will. This was clear from the, uh, the mem- memoirs of uh, uh, the... Um, Belle de Jour, uh, lady, who, who made it very clear she was working of her own free will, and that is the, the, the case with the vast majority of the people in this industry. It is, it is a feminist um, plot. Oh, to, uh, they don't approve of the industry, so they've brought this up as a canard to try and make everyone feel, oh, we mustn't have anything to do with this. I'm not saying the people who run these establishments are, are squeaky clean, but they, they realise that if they use ladies like this, they're going to get closed down by the police. And plenty of these places have been allowed to carry on by the police because they are not causing problems. Hang on, no George, trafficking, George. And uh, the ladies actually George. pay tax and all the rest of it. George, right, OK. There's a couple of things there. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there are a significant number of women who do this because, you know what, they, they do it and they can make really good money from it and some of them may even enjoy it. But you, you can't say that uh, the accusation of uh, girls uh, being sex trafficked and forced to work against their will is a MacGuffin or a canard. It is, it is on a far smaller scale than the, the, the powers that be would have you believe. And they pay tax? Come on, George, uh, it's, yes, all, it's all cash in hand. I'll tell you something that people don't realise, and that is in the dying days of the Brown government, he sent an outfit called the Hidden, uh, Hidden, the Hidden Economy Task Force round, and they visited practically every parlour in the land to make sure that the ladies, that the parlour, if it was turning over enough, was paying VAT, all the ladies were registered for paying income tax, that none of them were claiming Social Security, that none of them were being trafficked and forced to be work against their will. You'd get as many as eight people turning up, two each from police, revenue and customs, social security, immigration, and they made sure of that. They visited everywhere. They were desperate for money, and the government made sure that they got as much as they could. Yeah, but they're not... But surely all of this is cash in hand, isn't it? You're going to go in there and write a cheque or I'm give them your credit card. They pay every penny they should. Ah. But that's the truth. That's the truth of anyone who's self-employed. What they do, what they did was they made sure that they were registered, and obviously they had to pay something to keep people happy. Now, George, the, your new book... Uh, covers the southeast of England, Beds, Hearts and Bucks. What, 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 um, what's new in this edition? Uh, well, what, this was the first time I've done a book just covering that area. I did a book rather bigger that actually covered the entire south of England plus South Wales, but I sort of split the book in two to create two new books, and this one runs, yeah. this one runs to 400-odd pages, and the, one, the other one, uh, to the southwest now, which I've done at the same time, runs to about 300, whereas the, the book before covered only just over about 500 pages, so I'm listing a lot more between the two books than I did before, simply because there's a lot of... Uh, I've discovered via the internet, via, via my travels, you know, that many more ladies and establishments. <laughs> It must have cost you a fortune. How are you funding this? Well, by selling the books by people who subscribe to my website where they can see all the information on there as well. 
So, but but it's still, if, you, if you're visiting all of these women and I'm not so much, having a part... As I said, a lot of the work is I, I, do, I do in my office. I mean, I'm not Superman. Right. Uh, but I, I do get out there and meet some of the ladies. And also the ladies can pay to have their entries highlighted on my website so that when people go to my website, they can see those entries for free rather than having to pay to become a member. OK. Is, is there um, a, a danger that, A, we're normalising something like this and, and that maybe profession it's been going on since time since time immemorial okay but you're basically giving the police uh, a list of um, prostitutes aren't you aren't you but well, they're not doing anything illegal a lady who works from her own home is not breaking any law no but if there's more than one woman she is well yeah, indeed but most of them are sensible enough to realize they should work on their own which is dangerous and when you think about the hypocrisy of the politicians in in 2005 in the labor party manifesto they were going to make it no longer a crime for two ladies to work together and what did they do. Uh, dear old Tony holier than thou Blair, after killing lots of people in Iraq, decided, oh no, we can't have this going through the, the statute book. Uh, this would be, oh, too, too, not, not Christian. No, no, no don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me about that, please. Are not some of these women being exploited? I think the ladies often are exploiting the people they see, but they're certainly, most of them are not being exploited themselves. Okay. And how do you, how do you rate them in the book? I've not had a chance to see a copy of the book yet. How do you rate them? Well, do you I give can, them a mark I, out of ten? I rate them based on, on, on the reviews that they've had or, or my own experiences, obviously. Okay, but, 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 but how does that manifest itself? Is it, do you give them, like... Um, they get one, one to five stars. Okay. And what would, what would earn one star? Bearing in mind we have young ears listening. The character, the, the ladies who will, who will give you a pretty, pretty drab, a pretty forgettable experience. Yeah. And, and, and what would you be getting, again, we have young ears listening, for five stars? Well, they're, you know, they... go the extra you, you, mile. You, you, you had a great time. Yeah. yeah. Is that not a bit degrading, to rate women with a star system? They don't think that way. They, they think, you know, it'll help me get more business. Yeah. I mean, if, 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 if you think that it's a good idea that men should be um, uh, swindled by paying, out, uh, paying for service and then not get it, then you know, I suppose you, you might have a point, but I don't believe that. Is it skills or looks that you're going on? Mainly skills. Yeah. Often, often, often the great lookers, you know, are not the great performers. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, George, listen, I, I'm, 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 I hope you don't think I'm being uh, aggressive. I, I'm trying to work out exactly where I sit on this, and it's one of those things, not quite often when I do this show, I know exactly what my thoughts are and where my, my, my uh, feelings lay. Well, I, I can't you, quite you, work out here. You're to believe that, that uh, where, where you, you settle down, you meet the, the woman of your dreams, you settle down, you're happily married, and, and everything goes hunky-dory. But life isn't like that for a lot of people. And what does your wife think <laughs> about this? She, 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 she is a very tolerant lady. Now, I didn't know you had a wife there. I was assuming you were going to say, no, no, not got one. But your wife doesn't mind you, A, writing a book about prostitutes, and B, going off and trying out prostitutes. She has, uh, she is a very open-minded lady. George, thank you very much there on, on that bombshell. We'll leave it. George McCoy, who's written uh, a guidebook. Well, he's written several guidebooks. He's also got a website. Um, reviewing. Escorts and massage parlours and the like. See, I, t- I, I kind of think it's a. I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think I think it's a bad idea. It, you, it, you know, it's a service. You review. You know, there are restaurant reviews. There are film reviews. There are album reviews. Why not have? Prozzy reviews, you know, it's why, why not? And surely better for people who are looking for that to find it there than in a, the back of a local newspaper or in a phone box, if you can find a phone box. A what box? Phone box. 
Um, it's just, uh, I, I, I didn't know he had a wife there. I, when I asked that question, I thought he was going to say, oh, don't be silly, of course I'm not married. But um, he very, is. It's a very French arrangement. Not sure I'd put up with that. <laughs> no, I, I, yes. Even if it was under the guise of research. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. I tell you what, um, YouTube been banging on. Oh, get too much in. Oh, save the rubbish. Oh, go back. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, we're making enough. You can't refuse. So, firstly, t- yes, you said that the show had too much of us in it. No, I didn't. So we. No, said- I didn't say that, mate. Do you want to know what I said? Okay, mate. The show's got too much Kelly Betts in it. Oh. I've not, I've not made my... I do actually think there is too much Catherine Boyle, but I didn't say that until just then. Now I wish I hadn't said it, but it's out there now. Fine, we'll deal with it. Uh, so you said there's too much me. Well, I'll tell you what, when we come back... Is he from, still talking? When we come back... Yes. What's your beef, Boyle? still talking. Boyle? I can't, I can't imagine what my beef might be in the last two minutes. Maybe you should listen back. Maybe you should um, stop listening to your, your, the voices in your head. Sadly, these headphones, I'm compelled to. Ah! So, when we come... Wait, I'm just going to get this call in. There won't get any calls. When, when we come back from the travel and the news, I'm not saying nothing, all right? It can be the Kells and Calf show. Let's see how many phone calls they get. They won't get none. I'll give out the phone number, shall I? Right, here it is. 08... Don't you give it out. It is shy. What do you want to talk Give us a call on 08459-455555. Hey, let's have a look at the roads. Now... Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, queuing at the moment between Junction 12 for Flitwick and Junction 6A, the M25, taking well over half an hour to get through at the moment. Queuing on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 24, Potter's Bar and Junction 21A for St Albans, taking well over half an hour to get through that as well. The A1M's looking heavy, heading southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage North and Junction 7 for Stevenage South. We've been getting reports in of Lower Luton Road being partially blocked, not being helped by those problems on the M1. Taking a look at the trains, everything so far is running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Vauxhall is to create 250 new jobs at Luton with a further 300 at the Ellesmere Port plant in Cheshire. The company says it will be their first significant new recruitment programme in a decade. British scientists say they've made a major step forward in developing a blood test to predict Alzheimer's disease at a much earlier stage. And the most senior civil servant at the Home Office will be questioned by MPs this afternoon about his department's handling of historical claims of child abuse. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford have re-signed Hungarian international midfielder Daniel Tozier on a two-year loan deal from his new Italian club Parma. The 29-year-old returns to Vicarage Road after a successful loan spell last season, which saw him start each of the Hornets' last 20 championship games. Meanwhile, Watford play the second game on their pre-season trip to Austria this evening. The first World Cup semi-final takes place tonight as hosts Brazil face Germany. It's a nine o'clock kick-off our time. Brazil without injured star player Neymar and suspended captain Thiago 
Thiago Silva, but coach Luis Felipe Scolari says his side will cope. I think that phase, that aspect which we get sad, etc., we've all left that behind. And in the first opportunity, the way he spoke to the players, etc., made the players understand he had done his share. And now it's us that has to do our share, myself, the other players and all the Brazilian people. The Tour de France cyclists return to France today for stage four of the race after two days in Yorkshire and yesterday's Cambridge to London stage. Meanwhile, Mark Cavendish will miss the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow after suffering that shoulder injury in Harrogate on Saturday. Marathon world record holder Paula Radcliffe will make her latest comeback at the Worcester 10K in September. The 40-year-old Bedford athlete has not run competitively since foot surgery in 2012 and is planning to finish her career at next year's London Marathon. And in cricket it's Minor Counties Championship. It's the final day in the latest round of matches at Harpenden. Norfolk are 173 for three in their second innings. They lead Hertfordshire by 96 runs. Bedfordshire are 144 for four in their second innings away to Cumberland. That's a lead of just 19. And Buckinghamshire are 55 for two in their second innings away to Suffolk. They trail by 73. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. This is Catherine Boyle on BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes! My glorious reign has begun. Kelly Betts is my um, e- my equal opportunities employee. Good morning. And we're with you now for the next, hopefully, in the next 27 minutes. Let's have a quick chat to, uh, well, one of our many callers this morning. If you wouldn't mind, Ian, um, pushing up fade at one. It's Glenn Elaine Buzzard. Hello, how are you? Morning, yeah, very well, thank you. What did you want to say today, Glenn? Well, it's a refreshing uh, change to have you and Kelly uh, on the, on the in the desk yeah. doing all the show. Yeah, I think so too. I hope Five Lives listening. Well, you after a job there? Yeah, definitely. They could do with some more uh, more women, and I am a woman, so and I'm available. Let's face it. Brilliant. Yeah. So, um, what are you doing today? Well, I'm uh, I'm on the way to work. Uh, but if I'd have known you was going to do this, I could have come down and uh, helped you. I'd have answered the phones for oh, you. Oh, you could have as well. We would have loved that. Oh, by the way, we spoke to Lynn earlier on. She was very interested oh, yeah. to hear your comments about her voice. Oh, did she? <laughs> you know, you made her day, Glenn. Glenn? Did I? So when she... When, yes. Are you single? Unfortunately not. Oh. Yeah, but you can still like somebody. You don't have to, you know, I'm not, I'm not asking we for a gonna, romance. We were going to try and um, hook you guys up. But that would be wrong, <laughs> so we won't. Yeah, but I could speak to her. Next time she's on, I'll ring and then I'll have a chat with her. Good idea. That's a great idea. I'm sure that your wife or girlfriend will be... Oh. All right, Glenn. Well, thanks very much for that. Let's go to Fader 2 and uh, Dave in Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning, you lovelies. How's it going? princess. Oh, great. Uh, You two princesses. Look, can you have your own show from six, though? Not from our past eight. Yeah. Yeah, from six o'clock. The thing is, they couldn't afford to have us, could they? Properly. Well, this is is the part. You know, they've just got to have a. Well, a sky man, aren't they, really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Dave, if we had our own show, what would you like us to do on it? Well, well, you can't take that over the phone, can you? Oh, you know, Dave, we could talk, David. We could, pardon? Well, I yeah. never. No, Bear no. With you... me, Dave. I'm just going to answer another call that's ringing us. OK, Dave, I'm going to go quickly to... Who have we got next? Paul in Biggleswave. Morning, Paul. Morning, Kath. Hey, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How lovely to hear you two's uh, dulcet tones. Do you know what? It's great to hear you on air, because normally you ring up and say you don't want to come on air because you don't want to talk to him. 
Well, this is true. Well, this is completely understandable. I've so, got an idea for a new game that you could play, though. Right. Uh, off the TV, Snog, Marry, Avoid. Right, and how will we play this game? Well, what you do is you have people on, and you say, right, Snog, Marry, Avoid, and you say, uh, uh, Kells, and I'd say, oh, I'll Snog, Kells. Right. Um, marry, uh, I'd marry Kath, and uh, avoid the other one. Oh, that's a really good game. We'll definitely play that. Uh, let's do... be, uh, shouldn't he be answering the phones? How comes he's not answering the Oh, he's the just phone? sitting there and, you know, he, he's just claiming his fee. That's all he's doing. Is he, you know why, really? Basically, because he doesn't know how to answer the phones. No, he doesn't. He has people not, to do that. Not that he's, not, he's not really got all that much upstairs, has he? Or downstairs. Did. Are all the faders open, Ian? Oh, no, what faders are open? This is three, so can we have four, please? Thank, have nice to speak to you, by the way, Paul. Can we have four and one? Keep on keeping on, and thanks for the uh, programme idea. We'll definitely do it. Hello, is that Nick? You got open fader one, Ian. Oh, he's a muppet. Nick? Nick? Is Hello? that fader four? Scott? Ian, stop fader two. Dave? Yeah. We've already spoke to Dave. Dave, you can yeah. go, we've done. No, no, no. Oh, right, thank you very much, girls. Aw, thanks, Dave, you're you welcome. See, this is the thing, right? If he's operating the phones, they don't get a thank you. That's, That's gone. Oh, bye, Dave. They don't get the proper service. Can we have faders one? Oh, we've already faded one open. Hi, Nick. Good morning to Good you. Good morning. calling about the mutiny. Excellent. Wonderful. What would you like uh, to say? I, why, I mean, I understand Ian is such a perfect boss and so good mm. on the faders. Well, he's not. As I've just heard. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Why, why the mutiny? He just can't be bothered. Uh, I'm just going to get some more calls, hang on. He just can't be bothered, which I think is <laughs> disgusting, considering <laughs> you're spending your, you know, your, your valuable time listening and hoping to hear well, Ian Well, uh, not only that, but, you know, I mean, my licence fee pays his salary, and oh, I, I don't understand why, as captain of the ship, he allows, you know, people like yourself to usurp him. Well, you see, the secret is, just between you and me, Nick, he's not the captain of the ship. Is he not? No, is I'm he, the captain of the like... ship. He's not even... Uh, he is basically Smee to my hook. Do, do you know, I, 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 I'm feeling quite ill at that... Um, that analogy. That yeah, it's, it's yeah. not nice, is it? It's uncomfortable, but it's, it's an uncomfortable truth. Right, can we have... Well, uh, I, I look forward to, to hearing the rest of the show, then. Excellent. Yep. Hopefully he will do some work at some point. I'm looking through the window. It's not going to be now. Let's go... Thanks very much, Nick. Let's go to Fader 4. Hello. Hiya, how are you? I'm all right, how are you? I'm really well. Now, your, what's your name? Thanks very much. Uh, my name's Scott Balcony. Oh, Scott Balcony. Do you know what? It's been wonderful getting all your tweets over the years, and it has been oh, years. Oh, no worries. I thought probably today's the day to ring in. Yeah, I'm so glad that you decided that now was the time. What was it that changed things, Scott? I don't know. I just thought the vibe was right. Oh, I thought if, if ever I'm going to ring in, now just feels like the perfect time. So, uh, yeah, I'm really pleased I have anyway. Oh, that's great. Did you want to say anything in particular, Scott? Have you got, I bet you've got a busy uh, day today, haven't you? No, I just wanted... Yeah, just printing T-shirts, isn't it? That yeah. sort of thing. Oh, yeah. and I understand you had a halloumi recipe as well for us. Yeah, you want to put it on the griddle pan, get it nice and hot, get a nice little charred line, uh, take off a little bit of basil oil. Oh, nice. Tiny bit of, tiny bit of black pepper and some uh, rocket. Lovely. So the oil goes on afterwards. I'm not oiling up beforehand. No, 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 no. Hello. All right. Good shout. Thanks, Thanks very much, lot. Scott. It's been Cheers, a really useful Catherine. call and it's oh. nice to hear from you. Oh, it's been lovely to uh, break my duck and call in. First time, long time listener, first time caller. Oh, bless you, Scott. Nice Thanks. to hear from you. Bye. F- Fader t- bye. Thanks. Fader 2 now. Anne in Bushy. Morning, Anne. Good morning, Catherine. And would you mind telling him your name is Catherine, not Kathleen? Oh, I've given up telling him. I never get Catherine. I always get Kath, which I also loathe. I know, absolutely. Because my middle name is Catherine. 
And it's a perfectly good name as it is, doesn't it? Of course Does- it is. Anyhow, I bet he's got the miseries. Oh, I bet he's got a horrible, miserable face. And how come... Do you mind me asking, why does he do all this stuttering in the morning? When he's on Five Live, he's got this posh voice at night. They're paying him more. So you it, get premium service. He, when, when he's on, on your programme, did you like that, on your programme? Yeah. He, he's stuttering like mad and he's got... Uh, uh, and I think, why can't you speak properly like you do on Five Live? Why can't he? But anyhow, it. darling... It's a very valid uh, the point. The reason I rang in, I hope more women are ringing, because you know what he's going to say, don't you? He's going to say... Well, it's only the blokes who want to hear you. Well, thank you, Anne, for making that point. More women, please, please, please ring in. Take care, guys. Thank you. Bye, Bye, Anne. Bye. Go on, I'm hogging this. It's your turn, Kelly. Hello, is that Ken? Yes, dear. Hello, Ken. He's got the sack off Sky, hasn't he? He's got the who? He's got the sack off Sky, didn't he? Oh, did he? I, I don't really... I'm not... have no interest in... Doing. No, I, I didn't even realise that he had a career. On FM, oh. AM, online He's and digital buttons. radio. This is Catherine Boyle. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 0459 455 555. BBC Catherine Three Counties Radio. Catherine has now radio. left my studio and has gone in to sit with Ian so that he can't press any more buttons. Oh. Oh, that's yeah. why. They put James Whale on last Sunday. Did they? What, on Three Counties? No, on Sky. Oh, did they? Yeah. What are you watching that for? We had loads on, on, on uh, last week on Three Counties. Well, yeah, but I mean... Ken, what, we it? hear from you quite a lot, but I don't really know you. Give us an insight into Ken's life. Ken's life? He's yep. laying in bed most of the day. Yeah. Uh, Neighbourhood watch. Neighbourhood Watch? Yes, I'll look at... Go. Do you mean looking out of your window? <sighs> Ken, that's Ian, ignore him. Good morning, BBC. He's a bit upset radio. because the phone's gone into meltdown. And, uh, mm. Oh, I bet that pretty knows how to join it, it? What, what sort of stuff do you see looking out of your window? Well, I look at uh, wildlife. What's, yeah? What's I take photos of... Margaret, did you uh, come and talk to us? Birds in the garden and... The mice up trees and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got a photo of a mice, mouse. Absolutely okay, awful. Yeah? In a feed while the sparrows are the other side. Say that again. The mouse was up a tree... Yeah? ...eating off the bird feeder while the other side was a sparrow. Wow. Ke- uh, Catherine, listen to yeah. what Ken just said. Can what you, you say saying, that? Ken? Say that again, Ken. Oh, my God. Say it again, Ken. A mouse was up a tree... Yeah? Eating at the... A mouse? Yes, a mouse. What's he it doing up a tree? What was it eating? Having a go at the old fat balls. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bird was pecking the other side. No. Yeah, so Popular fat balls even. you've got. Awful. Two of them. Wow. So say, so say it again. So there's a, ma- the mouse. Yes. It's run up the tree. Yes. It's doing what? Having a go at the fat balls. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in. This is awful. This loads is of, loads of awful. Lots of different I've got voices. A message to pass on. Margaret um, said she didn't want to come on air, but she just wanted to say how much she was enjoying the new show. Oh, f- oh thanks, Margaret. Right, Margaret, That's you're lovely. banned from listening. No, you're not. That you was can awful. Listen the last. Okay, you did. You did ten minutes there. You, you, you did ten minutes. Fair play. You managed to broadcast Hang on, for ten one minutes. Second. How many uh, callers did we get in ten minutes? I don't know. It was what, a constant stream. We yeah. should get some more up. Actually, no. Actually, we've got lots. But yeah. they were poor. They're they were lovely. very poor. All, all you were talking about. 
was yourselves. We're talking about them. No, you weren't. We had all about kids. All right. What would you like? What would you like to hear on the show? Okay. What do you think about what we're doing now? Okay. Oh, what do you think? Glenn is in a relationship. But we learn what Ken does why with his time. Are you even interested in those people? Because they're our listeners. So they're the people of the three counties, the area that we broadcast oh, to. Man I'm alive. interested to hear in what they do and what they have Red to say. Exactly. Not everyone wants to hear about you and your pumps. No one wants to hear about you, you and your bread and butter. The bread and butter. All right. There's no phone calls now. Do radio now. There's no phone calls. Go. Hang on, we're just getting up a phone call. The thing is, is that we're getting up the phone calls and making radio. For you, we just give you the phone calls, you know? So we're getting up another one now. Ken, are you still there? I am here. Oh, good for you. (laughs) Ken, was it you who's got the lollipop poem? Oh, yes. Have you got it with you? Because if if Ian doesn't want to interrupt, then you can do it now. No, 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 no. No, I, I'm I'm in the studio. I Hello, just have a microphone, and you, I know. I'm all ears. Do you little winks? In the road they boldly stand. Thank you. With their lollipop, in it. When the drivers get irate, tell them they'll have to wait. Sometimes I. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, blimey. You see, that's what happens when... That's what happens. That's your job, love. No, love. I'm operating the faders for you. You're not doing... Listen, Princess, it's not just about pressing faders, is it? Are you there, Richards? I am indeed. Where have you been? Apologies. Yeah, where have you been? Sorry about that. No, 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 no. It's a tiny issue, but it's all resolved. The, um... What was the tiny issue? A wee-wee? One or a two? A four. In between, really. Tough. Oh, hang on, I've hit the wrong button now. Oh, blind. Right, anyway, go on, where you go, you can do it with the news bed, see what that feels like. So it's queuing on the M1, heading southbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and Junction 6A, the M25, taking well over half an hour to get through that at the moment. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, queuing between 24 at Potter's Bar and Junction 21A for St Albans. Taking a look in Hatfield, rather slow moving on the A414 between the A1M and taking a look so far, the trains, everything's running well so far this morning. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola! It's 8.45, it is Tuesday the 8th of July, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Vauxhall is to create 250 new jobs at Luton, with a further 300 at the Ellesmere Port plant in Cheshire. British scientists say they've made progress in developing a blood test to predict the onset of Alzheimer's disease. And the most senior civil servant at the Home Office will be questioned by MPs this afternoon about his department's handling of historical claims of child abuse. Right, let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much indeed. 15 degrees at the moment across all three counties. We've got some cloud just trying to advance in from the west, actually. Shouldn't really spoil things, but at the moment it's across Aylesbury, uh, spreading towards Tring and certainly uh, affecting High Wycombe as well. Elsewhere, we've got a lot of sunshine, though, across uh, most of uh, Bedfordshire right now. It's pretty sunny and 15 degrees, but we're looking at some sharp showers developing as cloud builds through the morning. A good chance of picking up a shower, but there will be drier interludes, but if you catch one... 
It's not just a light shower. We'll be looking at a lot of uh, very heavy, thundery weather uh, through this afternoon, these showers. Top temperature between them, 19 or 20 Celsius, 68 in Fahrenheit. They clear away through this evening. Then overnight tonight we're dry and clear. We'll see cloud increasing through the day gradually tomorrow, staying dry though, but we'll see a bit of rain overnight into Thursday. And then on Thursday, brightening up, it'll be quite cool tomorrow actually as the cloud increases and uh, breeze picking up too. But by Friday, we'll be talking about temperatures back in the low to mid-20s Celsius. Today, though, some heavy showers around, Ian. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. I'm at Bletchley Park today for a very, very important special occasion. For me, being out of the studio is about putting faces to names and bringing to life all that's brilliant about beds, hearts and bucks. If you know the high street here and you've never seen what goes on behind you, you really should because it's like a whole new world. Nick Coffer. I think for my listeners, they get a chance to hear about places they may never have visited. In fact, they may never have heard of. And also, they hear the stories from the people that bring those places to life. That is one of the mysteries of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks, on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Catherine Oh, no, 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 it's not. Three no, no, Radio. no, this... On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Daddy's Radio. Daddy's back. Daddy's back. Daddy is back. Yeah, but oh, I'm sorry. Matt's in Luton. Good morning, Matt. Hello. Daddy's back. Yeah, I know you are. Daddy Matt. I I feel you're a bit of a male chauvinist pig. Sorry, mate, what did you say? I bet you're a bit of a male chauvinist. What makes you say that, Matt? Well, you don't want them girls to do anything... Only just bow down to you all the time. Matt, what I want them to do is I want them to perform within their abilities because I don't want well, them to look ridiculous. Got quite a lot of abilities. Don't be sexist. Don't not. be sexist, Matt. They're more than just bodies. No. They're more than just depositories, okay? <laughs> they, um, uh, they. <laughs> they. Stop listen it. Here. No, you listen here. You listen to You listen to me, pal. Matt. You listen, pal. All right, pal. Right. Ladies are like flowers. Let them <laughs> blossom. <laughs> Ladies are like flowers. They yeah. stink. Flowers don't stink. No, some of them it's do. It's the gardener that uses the flowers. I tell you what, stink. Matt, it's the manure that you put around the bottom of the flower that's coming out of your mouth right now that stinks. Well, say no more. You're back to your old self. Yeah, and what a surprise, Matt. I wonder we like the ladies coming on yeah. to get a bit of civility. You like the ladies coming on because you think, you know what, I'm an old man and they're hot young stuff, I'm in there. Well, you're not, Matt. You're out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Stop you it. You are a bad, bad person. You're a naughty man, Matt. Go away. Go away. Ken, are you still there? Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. You see, this is what happens, Boyle. When you come back, yeah, strange that. Matt, are you still there? Matt! He's not put the... He's not put the phone down. What a plum. Larson. Matt! So you know Leslie? Yes. Put the phone down, Matt. We finished the phone call. No, no, I would never want to finish with you. I'd like to sort you out in the Leicester office. I bet you'd like all. to sort me out, Matt. Listen, but just because you're single now, I'm not going there, all right? <laughs> Matt? <laughs> Your daytime friends and nighttime lovers. Let's keep it at that. Friends and nighttime lovers. Hoping no one else discovers. I want to hear some more Kenny Rogers, by the way. Ah, get knotted. Let's go to Leslie. Good morning, Leslie. 
Hello, good morning to you. Leslie, the daddy's back. What would you like to say? Yeah, um, I understand you can talk about anything. Motorway driving. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, the first time I've seen someone flash is, um, is on the motorway, and I was, I was very shocked. When you saw what? Someone flash. What, you mean, what, with the coat? No, not that flash. Oh, what, fl- what flash? Um, um, camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yes, it, no, it does, doesn't it? Well, I've never seen it before. What do you mean? Well, I've never seen anyone flash. I mean, I mean, the German cars, they're always going down about 150 miles an hour passing you, but I've never seen them flash. I've been flashed on the motorway. Have you? Yeah. Whereabouts? Um, it was on the M1, around about Junction 8, I think. Junction 8? There ain't no cameras on there. There's, 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 there's cameras all down the M1, mate. And the problem with, with motorway driving, it's, it's very annoying because what? I've got a scenic, yeah? You've got what? A phoenix? A phoenix, a c- yeah. Is that, a, is that a Hannibal? No, Renault. Built by Renault. Okay, so you got a Renault. Yeah, Scenic. Yeah, and scenic, that. Scenic, sorry. Here. Yeah, it's, it's Scenic. And when I want to push my Scenic to 100 and so, I can't do it. Well, that's because it's against the law, Leslie. Yes, I know, but sometimes you can get away with that. <laughs> no, you can't. Right, two things. One, it's a Scenic, so it probably wouldn't touch 100. Hey, 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 my Scenic touch anything, mate. I d- Don't underestimate a Scenic. We make German car look stupid some of the time. Okay. Don't underestimate a scenic. That's certainly a lesson that I'll pick up from today. But it's against the law, Leslie. I know, but sometimes you just want to do things. Yes, yeah, sometimes you do want to do things. Sometimes I want to kill people that I work with, but the law prohibits <laughs> that. <laughs> anyway, on the motorway, I've got my own private road. It'll get me home faster. What, what do you mean your own private road? Not the hard shoulder. Yes, it is. You're a very naughty man, Leslie. Go away. Wow, right. I thought Leslie was a nice granddad. <laughs> Turns out he's a speed demon. That's your fault. Because you, did, you, did, did you hear the, what, how he started that conversation? Mm. I believe you can phone up and talk about anything today. No, 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 no. He's got that from you. We just, we're just interested in what you had to say. That's all. Bert's in Bulldog. Morning, Bert. Morning. But I do apologise for the, the, the farce <laughs> this morning. Absolute rubbish, don't worry. Normal service will resume tomorrow. What have you got for us today, Bert? Uh, between 5 and 5.30 this morning, um, people in Baldock heard two la- loud, very loud bangs. Oh. Uh, very similar to, in actual fact, the, the two loud bangs that went off at a similar time when Buntsfield went up. Oh, um, oh. I've just had a visitor uh, doing a bit of work in our bathroom. Uh, he's, he lives the other side of the town yeah. to me, yeah. and uh, he was woken up by them the same as we were. And I was just wondering if anybody else knew anything about it. Now, were th- th- these banks, how far apart were they? I don't know. I only heard the second one. Oh, all right. So the first, first one woke you up. Disturbed me, and right. uh, the second one I, I heard. Can you give 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 me an ex- to try and do the sound if you can? Yeah, right. Well, I don't know, what, what do you mean by a bang? Like an explosion or a clap of thunder or a car crashing? Uh, an explosion. Um, well, if it had been very, very close, you'd have thought yeah. it was a shotgun, but it would have been Ooh. right outside your window. But obviously it was heard the other side of um, a fairly large town. And so the fellow who's coming to um, do a job in your bathroom, yeah, he heard these bangs as well, did he? Yes, and he lives the other side of the town. 
Oh, Bert, listen, we'll, we'll put it out there. Thank you very much for that. 08459 555. I've brought normality back to the show, Justin. Oh, it's beautiful. Good morning, boss. Did you hear that earlier? Yes. That embarrassment earlier on with Catherine and uh, Kelly? Yes, I wonder what was going on. Mate, mate. I, I was just showing What's going them. on, princess? I was just sh- What? I was just showing them it's not as easy as they think. No, hard job. Mm. What is hard right now is making it look as easy as I make it look. I make Mm. it look like it's easy. I'm just some idiot that's bumbled in off the street and I I can't do this or I press the wrong... It's a bloke's job, isn't it? It is all... Listen, listen, have a listen to this, right? Listen to this. That's today's script I'm flicking through. (laughs) 78 pages of scripted, in inverted commas, bants. Even this bit is scripted. We're Mm. on page 69 reading this. It's beautiful. Justin, what you got for us? Well, you were talking earlier on about tattoos, weren't you? And um, this survey out today says that uh, there's a number of things that are just embarrassing. Wearing a baseball cap, if you're 32 plus, is hugely embarrassing. Tell that to, um... Oh, the bold fella... Oh. Plenty of those. What, on Dragacy? No. Oh, the political man. Oh. I talk talk like that. (laughs) That's what you're talking about. Come on, Catherine. Uh, I'd just like to say... Lloyd Grossman. No, it's not Lloyd Grossman. <laughs> I'd just like to say that I don't want to go to war oh. in Syria. Um, it's the bald fella, not Duncan um, Smith. Corbett, Ronnie Corbett. No, the wee, the wee fella. I just want to say that it would be... It's actually quite good now. I just want to say that I don't want to go to oh, war in Michael Syria. Kane. No, he's a p- politician. Going a bit South oh, African now. Get... Your I want to go on the slide. I want to go on slide. the. I want to go on the slide. He's the fella, the short bald fella. Short bald. Not Ian Duncan Smith. William Hague. Thank you. William Hague. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we got there in the end. So baseball caps at thirty-two. Yes. Embarrassing. Yep. Having tattoos. Tell that to William so, Hague. <laughs> Having tattoos uh, once you hit the age of 31 plus, that's also embarrassing. I've been looking for people this morning who have had tattoos for the first time in their 30s. Very hard to find these people, but I found two of them. Ian, here's what they had to say. Mark, you got a bulldog on your back. You had that when you were 32 years old. According to a survey out today, what you did was embarrassing. Is that fair to say? No, not embarrassing at all. Tattoos are still living today. I've still haven't done today, no matter what. You know, tattoos are tattoos. It's just saying, you know, it's saying you show off and display. So you're showing off a, a bulldog. Um, why a bulldog? I don't know. It's a British bulldog, isn't it? It's British. Yeah, why, why, yeah, why do people have all these, you know, like the Celtic writing and stuff like that? So the bulldog right. represents you? Oh, well, yeah, I suppose so, yeah, in a, in a way, yeah. Fiery. And when you go on the beach and you're That's showing it. off your bulldog, oh, yeah, yeah. you're not embarrassed? No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Devil on my arm, so... Why the devil? Why? Why? Oh, I don't know, mate. <laughs> why, you know? That's a good question. Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's for life. Do you think this report is right, saying that 31 is the cut-off? Once you get above 31, it's too embarrassing. No, Leave the tattoos alone. No, You've all. had your time. No, not at all. You have tattoos whenever you want. There's no age limit on it. Simon, you had a tattoo after you were 31 years old. What did you have? Two, I don't know what they are. They're on me inside of me forearms. <laughs> you don't know what they are? Well, they're just... One's a devil, one's two demons. 
Wow. I mean, this report says today, well, this survey says that once you hit 31, you should not be having tattoos. What do you think about that? I think it's like a midlife crisis you're going through. I don't know. Right, here we go, Justin. Here's here's the new rule. You should not have a tattoo on your body if you can't explain why you're going to have that tattoo. Why have you got that on your body? It's British. Why have you got the devil? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. What's that on your arm? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Flipping it! But the, 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 the thing is, though, in every time we go out on tattoos, every single person goes, oh, I don't know why I had that. Somebody said to me this morning, they had one when they were, what, 16 years old, when they were drunk. Now, that didn't come into the 30-plus category, but what on earth is that all about? Here's something. Uh, Gloria Honeyford, mm. the uh, the lady, Beautiful. told me... Um, well, this was a couple of years ago. I guess she was in her late 60s. She was going to have a tattoo done, an angel on her ankle. I think I know the reason why. Yeah, well, I know the reason why, mm. but but still, you kind of think, you're come on, love. But at least that represents something. Most uh. people that have got tattoos, Celtic writing, bulldogs, like that man says there. Why? He couldn't give me a reason why he's got a bulldog and a devil on his body. Rather Justin, bizarre. Excellent. Sorry? Bizarre. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lower Luton Road at the moment is closed. That's due to a burst water main. Some emergency repairs are now taking place just near Bower Heath Lane. Taking a look at the A1M heading southbound, very heavy moving at the moment between Junction 8 for Stevenage North and Junction 7 at Stevenage South. The M25 is queuing anti-clockwise between 24 for Potter's Bar and Junction 21A for St Albans, taking well over 40 minutes to get through at the moment. So far on the trains, no reported problems or delays at Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola- Thank you very much indeed. Well, that's it. That's your lot, girls. I hope you've learnt your lesson and you've uh, would like to apologise to the listeners. You're welcome. Same time tomorrow. Un- unbelievable. Well, uh, David Preve is up next. One important lesson, though, that we have learnt from today came from Leslie. Bear this in mind. Don't underestimate a scenic. There you go. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Back tomorrow morning, 6am. It's the JBS Show. He's away. I'm David Priebus sitting in.